Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. Today, I am joined by Brandon Jones at the end. Wee! Michael Huber in the middle. Hello! And I will be your host, Ben Moore. We are all married men. Yes. Yeah! We are all yeah. married men. Are we all this wearing wedding true. rings? <laughs> I, yeah. Okay, there we Amazingly, go. I haven't lost mine yet. Same. Uh, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Oh. We're shooting this yeah. on a Thursday night. Uh, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Do you guys have any plans for Valentine's Day with your, your lovely spouses? It comes so early. Amanda's birthday's in October. Mine's in January. Christmas. There's so many festivities. We actually like give each other a break. Mm. We actually are like, that's not like a huge deal. Because that's the thing. Like with the, I am the only person at this desk with a small child. And man, if you can get a dinner, it's poof. It's Valentine's Day. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, You're just jazzed about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Nice. We can get two hours just to communicate. So do you get like a sitter or is it just like if we get to relax, we're golden? If we get to relax, we're golden. Relax. Yeah. And we've had nice, some, nice. We, we went out to dinner the other day. We had like a little, little date night, you know, mm. just out of, out of nowhere. And sometimes those are kind of nice. Just yeah. like out of, you know, not for any particular reason, yeah. just because you're, you're special. Darling. Keeping the spark alive. Brandon. Oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, Huber, how about you? Uh, she does not like Valentine's Day. Doesn't like it. Like, Why? She's not a very mushy person. I'm the mushy one. You're the mushy one. I'm ten times more, a million times more mushy. Yeah. Who's the mushiest out? Yeah. I like (laughs) behind closed doors. I'm very. I love to cuddle. I love to snuggle under a blanket. Like that's the. (laughs) That's what I love doing. That. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We don't really do anything for Valentine's Day. Same thing as Jones, though, where it's just like we'll find ourselves probably chilling on that day, you know, and we'll just like share the moment. Of like, hey, I love you. Do you guys yeah. watch a lot of movies together? Do you go to a lot of movies together? Like, yeah. what's kind of your go-to yeah. activity? We always have an eating show. We try to always have at least a meal together every day, lunch or dinner, no matter what. You tricked me into thinking you were like, like watching MasterChef or oh. something, but no shows. <laughs> That's what I that thought. You yeah. Watch. When I you mean, we eat. watch Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we hang out like every day, all the time. Nice. Live in a really, really small apartment, so we're always hanging out. That's awesome. Yep. Man, I feel like uh, the grandiose one here. We're going down to uh, San Diego. Going to awesome. go to the aquarium. Awesome. Zoo. We like looking at animals. That's Dude, just kind of a yeah. thing. We're just like looking at animals. Cool. It's not much more complicated than that. That's all uh, you need, man. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. We get a lot out of zoos. We'll just like, we went to a zoo when we were in New Zealand. Yeah. We went and we saw penguins and a whole bunch of stuff. Nice. But enough about that. Enough about the mushy stuff. It's time for the hard-hitting games. Uh, and Huber, you've been playing a game. I've played a little bit of it, but yeah. you've played more than I have. You're reviewing it. Uh, Zombie Army 4 Dead War. <laughs> yes. Uh, very unfamiliar. This is my first Zombie Army game. Uh, weirdly enough, I'd never really played them. Um, I got into Sniper Elite 3, though. And since then, because I reviewed 3 and 4 for... Yeah. GT slash EZA, and I fell in love with these games, and this is kind of a spinoff of that. One of the characters you can be, Carl Fairborn or whatever, is in oh. Sniper Elite. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's a co-op zombie game, one to four players. There's a campaign you can go through, like Left 4 Dead style, in the sense of you're going forward through these environments. There's nine major missions, um, and then a separate horde mode as well. I uh, had a moment where it zoomed in on me 
shooting the testicles of a zombie, and I was like, oh, right. Here we this go. This is the sniper elite yep. people. That's yep. their thing. Yes. Yeah. So all that stuff, yes, of course, the uh, slow motion marksman sniping is there. Uh, and it's just a really chaotic, really chaotic game. I'm actually going through with uh, my friend who I went through Wolfenstein Youngblood with. Grumbomb? Grumbomb. Grumbomb's assisting. Grumbomb is my favorite name of anything. You're going to see Grumbomb on uh, the review. He's been assisting in the review process going through this game uh, co-op. So just chugging away, trying to get through it. And it's just relentless. I mean, we played a mission, Jones. 50 minutes. Dead. Oh, man. Game uh, over. Uh, go back. Like, not a sell. Did you really? get any experience or anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was okay, like, it, okay. we, right. it was a necessary failure because now we're way more, way, like, we, that leveled us up. You never, by for, dying. You never forget it. Exactly. For sure. So a pretty. The first pretty, time you wipe an Eddie Dead Rising game and I got to start over, like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I asked you to give me a. A one-word summation of the game mm-hmm. before the show, and you said relentless. Yeah, it is. Which I liked a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, the missions are... I'm, I'm kind of impressed the way that they've kind of uh, cycled up the area, like, the variety of objectives. Mm. You know, it's more than just get to point A, kill all the zombies, get to point B. You know, it's... We got to, you know, nothing super new, but it's like, you know, we got to fix the generator. You have to now find with your compass where the parts are you have to then grab them now you can all use your pistol do you go together do you split up uh, there's all these on the fly tactics that are going on then you got to bring it and like defend the the position then this whole like boat is going through you're on the boat so it's like pretty involved objectives uh rather than just like go to go to point a and kill uh i think left for dead is is like a pretty solid baseline yeah. all around and we've had a good number of Left 4 Dead. Like, I got to sneeze. Do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Woo. Frame trap sneeze. Feels good. Yep. Always feels good to sneeze on camera. Uh, we had World War Z last year, yep. which I thought was solid. And yeah. playing this, I, I feel like it's solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got those hooks that I like. It has a combo meter. And so yes. you're like, all right, let me let me have them bunch all up. Okay, then they're going to step on the mine, and then boom, and then my combo mm-hmm. gets huge. Oh, it's just like... Fundamental video game dopamine. <laughs> yes. Um, but not an uncommon dopamine, right? No. Like this this formula has been done okay. to death. Mm-hmm. You've probably played it to death. Do you think... <laughs> no pun intended. Right. There you go. Uh, do you think that hurts this game? Do you think it makes it forgettable? Uh, no. No. And I know Jones will back me up on this. You know, sometimes these are exactly the type of games you need or crave and want right I mean, just, just the title this. alone it doesn't sound like it's selling itself more than anything yeah. than what it sounds you, like you, you know, know like, exactly what you're getting into yeah. and um i find the dead war subtitle a little bit funny though because if you're mm-hmm. fighting a zombie army yeah isn't it implied yeah. that it's true I, again i'm coming in i've never played these it gave me a little recap spoiler alert yeah. i guess in one of the last ones they uh, kicked Hitler straight into like a hell dimension. Good to know. So a good place. Yeah, and zombies are like yeah. taking over the world. So Where it's do us. You go from there. Yeah, and I'm sure huh. you know. I, I think in one of the missions you like go to hell. Mm. Very doom like. Is this a full price game? Um, it's either forty or sixty. Yeah. Okay. So. so there's there are different characters. There mm-hmm. are skills that you can upgrade and all that stuff. Have you found? 
that to be meaningful or exciting or like worth chasing after? Yeah, yeah, because uh, you're finding these upgrade kits, you're getting stronger because it is like overwhelming odds. You feel each one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel you feel the level ups. Uh, you can have like five perks equipped at once. Every milestone, you know, level five, level fifteen, or whatever, you can equip additional perks. So I can only have like three right now, but mm-hmm. eventually you can have five. Each one of the perks has three different ranks: bronze, silver, gold. Get one hundred grenade kills. Get three hundred, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, then you're leveling up your weapons as well. So there's a lot to uh, to dive into, which uh, I had great stream of dopamine. Yeah, great stream of dopamine. <laughs> I had a uh, one of the objectives was to like stomp 10 or 15 zombies something like mm-hmm. that and i found the stomp to be a little inconsistent it is yes uh, which was yes. frustrating yes. and made chasing after that yep. frustrating for but, sure uh yeah i i like one of my favorite things about it is there are these attachments that you can find mm-hmm. throughout the level and one of them it's just like i do you want to slap this lightning thing on your gun and yes. just shoot lightning at zombies and have it spread and so i mean it's already you know, inherently a goofy game, but mm. over-the-top stuff like that, I think, adds to the flavor. Yeah. It's and, a little spicier. And there, there's some of these enemies are ridiculous, Jones. Yeah. It's like a Team Fortress pyro coming yeah. in. Unstoppable. Uh, and just the variety, too. Like, those ones, you need to hit the gas can on their back. Kay. Then you have these teleporting snipers that go around the rooftops, teleporting all over the place, sniping you. You got to take care of them. Then you have these dudes with shields who, st- who are lobbing grenades. You want to get them from behind. So just, like, all the co-op vibe and working together mm. and uh, just the pace of the overwhelming odds is, is solid. Can I just say I love how animated you are when you're describing anything? I mean, you did you did every action that you narrated. You were like, then you've got the snipers, there's this guy with the shield, you got to throw the thing over there, and then you go around the back. I mean, every single thing I'm like, you had. I'm seeing can, the can game. Can you memorize in my head where right dudes right are going to come from? Do you, so do you know, like, all right, when we get to this phase, then those those snipers pop up, so you can at least I kind think of so. Prep. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, then because the, the boat ride had kind of those moments. Where we died, and then we came back, and was like, okay, now the sniper comes in. Because I don't mind that stuff, yeah. you know, especially like if it's a gauntlet, you know, that mm-hmm. you can at least brace for those those parts, yeah. and anticipate that stuff. Yeah, I think uh, something that is important for these games is like the drive to keep playing. Because mm-hmm. you mentioned getting fifteen minutes in and then failing. Yeah. Was it like, all right, we're done for the night, or? I guess, or when you finish a mission, even do you feel mm-hmm. like you want to immediately jump to the next one? Like, is there? A strong incentive to keep going. I don't know, you know, and that's kind of the separation of, like, a great game between a good game. I'm really glad you asked that, Ben, because, yeah. like, yeah, one and one and done or two and done, like, I have to review it so I push forward a little more. But, like, usually after one or two, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm pretty good, you know, because yeah. you're killing a lot of zombies, right. like, over and over. And, like, again, you know, these upgrades are kind of hard to find for your guns, so I'm committed to the shotgun and the sniper rifle. So I'm really just using oh. those two or three weapons oh, over and over and over. I like, feel naked, man. Yeah. If I don't have an assault, I just feel totally feel like I got nothing. <laughs> it's, Committing it, to just long range and yes. super short range. Yes, it, like, it has me questioning a shotgun, Jones, where I'm like, dude, do I want to use the Thompson? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> really, I, the shotgun was definitely my go-to yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in my time. It's fun. But, it's really fun. Uh, so. Yeah, that makes me think of Left 4 Dead, and particularly Left 4 Dead 2, because you mentioned just like, oh man, you're killing a lot of zombies. Mm -hmm. Like, Left 4 Dead 2, you are killing a ton of zombies, but 
each do it forever. map is so distinct. Like, mm-hmm. there is something very specific in each map. And so no matter what happens in one map, you go and do another one. And despite the fact that you're fighting the same stock zombie and the same special zombies, how they implement them in the specific map makes it fun. And so totally. it's easy to play a lot of it. Yes. Uh, Whereas budget limitations mm. for Zombie Army 4, you know, everything kind of is drab and dreary. Mm. A lot of grays mm. and muted colors. I do appreciate the like they they do have more variety than even I was kind of expecting. Like, okay, yeah, we're we're really varying up these objectives and and the aesthetic as much as we can, but they look different, but I think because of maybe the limited weapons and kind of just the limited tool set, it all kind of ends up feeling the same, mm. even though the levels themselves do look a little bit different and the gotcha. objectives are different. It still does kind of feel samey throughout. Mm. And I think... Uh, a mark against it. Yeah. But it sounds decent overall. Solid. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to, to hear, see the review. Yeah. See in here. Yes. I'll hear your voice. Yeah. You'll be reading yeah. the words. Yeah. I do I do love the, the, the frame trap, you know, the aperitif, and then I get the, the you know the main course afterwards, the, and I'm just aperitif. like, and I just you know I get I get the script, and I'm like, oh, I remember how he yes. felt about this. Let's see, let's see where he landed. <laughs> that's a that's you know? a hundred dollar word there, yeah. Brandon. Because I don't, I'm pretty sure I I think that is one of the a small thing you get in a meal. I, I could I might be uh, missing that. It's a it's a really bad thing if you use a word like that improperly. If the people in the company you use it in don't know what it is, and they're like, oh, good word, and you're like, yeah, the. Many viewers at home, yeah, and listeners I, I at home. No like, Jones, Jones you probably hard. You probably said something highly inappropriate. Because when it comes back to you for the next frame trap, <laughs> I won't be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I right. just got to take the brunt of it. Right, yeah. right, right. Brandon, you've been playing a lot of Wait. games. Oh. oh, really quickly. Yeah, oh. I did want to shout out. I like creative healing mechanics. Yeah, I did want to bring this up, and the combo meter. Uh, you have to build a combo of times ten in, uh, zombie army. So every time you build your combo meter up to 10, you can do a melee attack. So you got to get in there. And then when you do the melee attack, you get health. That's kind of an, an additional oh, way to automatically? Heal. Yeah, you'll kind of like a life steal. You'll, you'll get health. So it encourages getting the combo up, yeah. using those melee attacks. Additionally, if you miss shots, your combo drops. If you Whoa. get hit, your combo drops. Obviously, it's going down as time is going down. So getting that combo meter up and keeping it up yeah. and getting the, the melee attacks for health is... Uh, is that the only way to heal yourself? Uh, there's also med kits, but they're okay. extremely rare. Right. So rare. Also, yeah. there's a skill that you can get where if you get a combo meter uh, of 50, I believe it mm. is, you actually also get health back. That's cool. Yeah. Dude, yeah, so if you, hard. If you, it's like 30 or 50. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it is, but it's, a, it's on the higher end. Nice. And so that feels good yeah. and, and gives you a strong reason to Let's go. get that high in the first place. Sweet. Wanted to shout that out. Shout out to Temtem. I'm really excited to talk about this. <laughs> Because all the games I gave you were starting with Temtem. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason we're starting with Temtem is because we got a we got a take on it. You said to me you would give me basically 180 impressions from what Kyle did. So oh, I want to yeah. get I'm the team, other I'm side. Team Temtem. Kyle, or Kyle is not Team blast. Temtem. Yeah. You are Team Temtem. I want to find out why. I think I've played it way longer than Kyle has. Yeah, um, definitely. It's uh, wait. Uh, did you set the tone? Did you use the character you were using on the stream? Nope. Did you make a new character? Made a new character. Fresh start. That was like Damiani's okay. profile. Fresh. So start. I went home, bought it, created a new character. Got it. 
uh, named Brandman after our uh, Silver Squad character, Boss Brand- Man and Brandon put together. Brandman. Oh, okay. That's cute. In a tribute to Kyle, who, who didn't like it. I was like, right. you're coming with me, Kyle. You have to experience We're that. going through this world together. Um, and it's interesting because it's... Um, you can you can smell the budget. I mean, it's oh, it's yeah. it's uh, it's early it's early access. You can tell that this is um, even though it is clean, like it does run well. It does look good consistently. You know, mm-hmm. like we, there are a lot of things that I totally agree with that we said on stream. Like some of the backgrounds are a little weird. The camera's like totally locked. That's like not something that they were able to totally one up Pokemon on. Um, but uh, the faces are weird. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is jankiness just in seeing people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's a little jarring to get kind of immersed in this world and then just like, you know, some weirdo name goes running by and then just vanishes all of a sudden because <laughs> he got into a random battle. Like some of that's a little bit distracting. Um, at the same time, like no, with the exception of interiors, no loading. So there's just this humongous map, you know, that you can go and and uh, uh, got to a point where I got on that airship that we saw on the stream and like got to a whole nother world. And um, they do. Um, I think the main thing for me, though, like the best thing I can say about Temtem, because it's like the, the, the biggest hangups that Kyle has, which like he's right. Like there I haven't probably encountered one Temtem that I was like, that's better than any Pokemon I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's like you've encountered. These, a no, I have not. Oh, OK, OK. Like all the Temtem I get are like. Sure, you know, right. and like, and honestly, I don't think there's. I think I'm mostly like, like a type hound right now, where I'm just like, I just, I, you know, I don't like this. Guy, Volja is the thing I named my uh, uh, electric one. Like, he's the guy with the the tail. It just keeps flapping. It's really yeah. distracting. Keeps flapping back and forth. Not my favorite guy. The only other electric dude is just like weird Joker guy with like a big smile, like a big scarf, and we. I was just like, nah, you know. So I'm like, I'm not in love with my options here, but. Um, uh, so he's, you know, Kyle, I'm sure, uh, I did not hear his rant on Frame Trap, but I'm sure he's right in saying that design-wise it does not, you know, uh, give really Pokemon a run for its money in the actual, like, Temtem department. Yeah. Um, but one thing that it does do that I actually, in going through this, the emotional journey of playing Pokemon Red and then Pokemon Sun and then Pokemon now Silver and uh, um, Shield with Kyle playing all the other ones simultaneously with me, one of the major things I hate about Pokemon is just the stories are like, whatever. Like, not only yeah. the stories I just don't care about, but, like, the storytelling. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I can go on a route. And it's like, what a what a gift for a storyteller to literally have, like, a linear route that you go and meet people. Yeah. And just every person I meet, I'm like, that's all you got? Cool. So like, true. what are you, even in some cases, so like, what true. are you doing here? Like, yeah. what, this doesn't make, I got into the desert and then here's a dentist? Like, what's going yeah. on? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And so it's one thing to, like, not take advantage of your structure it's like if you know if if pokemon takes the it ain't broke don't fix it approach and they're like this is just the way we make these games this is the way we're always going to make these games uh if we branch out in one direction we're going to do it kind of in a gimmick sense or it's going to feel so detached from the main experience um and the story is i mean obviously the you, you crack open sword and shield and it has this amazing cinematic and you see this huge you know gem it doesn't have that kind of gravitas but uh, the NPCs are really interesting. Mm. Like, they interesting conversations. You get dialogue options. Like, they know who you are. Like, they kind of reference stuff that I've done in the past. I bump into other people in other locations. Like, I'll go in somewhere and be like, oh, you're that guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm here because I told you I was going to be here, remember? Like, yeah, awesome. you did. There's, like, one guy I went to um, uh, and his kids. Uh, so the dad's sitting outside of the house. The mom is inside. And the three kids are all inside. And they're all frustrated because uh that the 
family uh, is not very wealthy and they all have aspirations to, for, for certain careers, but they just don't have connections to do that. Uh, and they live in kind of like a, a maritime village. So like they can't, they, you know, you have to like get a big boat to get out of there, even though it's literally just like a stone's throw away from the, the beach that you come from. Uh, and then each kid, like one's an artist, one wants to become a Temtem, you know, study, you know, a scholar. And you encounter people throughout the game that you're like, oh, you're an artist. Would you do? You, would you want you know somebody to study with you? And they're like, oh yeah. So you go back, get them, and then they go forward, and then you meet them later, and they're in a totally different location, and they're like, my life has changed. Thanks so much for doing this. And it's like, I know these things I'm saying are like not that revolutionary for video games, but for Pokemon they are. <laughs> like sure. Pokemon doesn't even begin <sighs> to do that. It's like you meet a person, they say a thing, you're done. Um, whereas like I just went through a part where like somebody was pretending to be me. Somebody was like doing uh, villainous things and, and using my name. Awesome. So when I bump into people, they'd be like, it's you. And I'm like, oh. no, 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 it's not. You think I'm someone else. And you can be like antagonistic against them or um, they, they, they'll be very playful sometimes about, I try to be very courteous when I meet people, but mm-hmm. uh, almost every opening dialogue option has like, so Temtem? Or like, oh, you want to Temtem up? <laughs> And it's like Witcher Three and Gwen. Yeah. So if you, yeah, it's like Gwen. so if you meet somebody and they're like, oh hey, isn't this a nice view that I'm here? And you're just like, yeah. So you want to play Temtem? I don't do that because I'm curious to to hear all of their dialogue options. So I usually start with the most like the one that'll open up a, a, a normal conversation. But uh, and if you are done with someone and you go back and talk to them, they have an air of like you're done with me. We did that quest. There's no reason. I'm still here. People move sometimes. I met one important character on a beach, and then she left. You know, and I had to like, it's like, oh, I wonder where she is, and I, well, I think she might be in this location. I went like, there she was, and the story continued from where that went. And so, it is like the reason I've been playing so much of it is it's just very smooth. It's just it's mm. very welcoming. It's um, uh, the one thing that I've seen people in the forums complaining about. I've seen people online complaining about. And like I'm not saying it's not true, but just for me, I'm gonna breeze right past that. Is it super grind heavy? Yeah. But whatever. You know, for me, it's not that big of a deal. I don't need all of my Temtem to be rock stars. I've kind of like, you know, drilled in. There's like one guy who's kind of like Radicate, basically. He's just like a little fox dude who's like normal type, and I'm just like a neutral type, they call it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm swapping you for a, you know, mental type AK psychic. Like first chance I get, but for right now, it's fine. Um, but, uh, uh, but like just, just a lot of fun things. It's, it's been really interesting and I, I'm probably in a unique position to appreciate Temtem because I'm so new to Pokemon, mm. but there's so many things that jumping into red, I was like, oh, this evolves considerably over the years. And Kyle's like, not really. And then I played sun and I'm like, oh, okay, here's how far we've come. And then now I've played two sequels back to back the most recent ones. Now I've gone into shield and it's interesting having little bits like when you get the surfboard, which is the equivalent of your Pokemon swimming when you finally get to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to queue it up. You just go. You know, you just you just walk out onto the water and your, your board pops up. And it's like a surfboard. You kind of you can kind of like surf around. Fun. And there's one mechanic where uh, there's a crystal on the ground that's actually the crystal that they they mine to make the Temtem cards. And uh, you just slip across it. So there's some parts you can kind of like you know, wobble your way through to get somewhere. And then some parts, if you look at the map, you can clearly tell like, okay, I can't, I can't get there. But then later you get skates and now you can just freely, wee, and you like make a little pattern when you're skating. And it's, it's mm. actually kind of fun to like weave through those areas. Um, so it's just a, I don't know, it's just an enjoyable game. It's, it's, it's something fun for me because it's not, I don't get a sense of desperation. I don't get a sense of like, Pokemon sucks, we're taking them over. It's just like, we just wanted to do these things. We wanted to realize this. We wanted to have a big environment you're going through. We didn't want, there were moments of shield even on like the switch, which, you know, produced breath of the wild that I would walk into a route and see the loading screen for the route right there. Like right there, you know, it's like literally like 
10 steps away is the spot where I'm just going to go to a load and then load up the next area. And you just, I just keep on walking through this world. Yeah, you're definitely, as someone who loves worlds and I think loves just interconnectedness, I can imagine that being a big deal. Uh, in comparison to Pokemon, you, you mentioned the grinding briefly and how that wasn't a big deal for you because you love to grind. But something that was uh, frustrating to me in Pokemon generally, but you know, just most recently with Pokemon Sword, is I felt like playing through the game, it wasn't really making me utilize the battle system to the fullest extent. Yes. And that was frustrating, but it was made even more frustrating because I'm somebody that likes to go and catch a lot of Pokemon. Catching Pokemon is my favorite thing. And I felt like in Pokemon Sword, if I messed around even a little bit, I was taking something that was already pretty easy and making it completely trivial. Yeah. And I was just trying to enjoy the game. Yeah. That's all I was doing. And with Temtem, I hear that it's more difficult. I hear oh, yeah. that it's more interesting. I hear yeah. that it's more... Well, if you more often than not, I hear it's more grindy. If you play against type, nothing will happen. Sure. If you use a type against something that's not working against, like that me- that health meter will go... You know, just like gotcha. no, you ha- you have to use something, even something that, and it's really nice because what I think is interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but if you if you fight against something in Pokemon, Shield and Sword will remember its type, remember its weaknesses, and will label correct. Them as such. Correct. In Temtem, you got to catch it. Um, ah. So only when you actually have something, including like evolution, that. including like evolutions. That. So if something evolved into something else and maybe gained a type or something, it's it, you're as far as you you don't know, it shows up as a little white circle when you select them. Gotcha. But once you have actually caught the thing, then it shows up either you know red, mm. don't use it; white, you know, uh, doesn't matter; or green, if it's like yeah, that's you know super useful against that. But uh, I switch out stuff in Temtem way more than I do in Pokemon because you, know, you feel to, like the game's demanding it. right? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's kind of what I mean by grinding is that like what. You, you you need to level these suckers up. You need mm-hmm. to commit to a team if you want to progress. And one of the reasons I don't necessarily fault that for Temtem is because um, it's early access. You know, they're j- and right. you you boot that game up, and they have like a very well worded text screen that's like we're working on this game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're you, you're going to encounter bugs, you're going to encounter weird, weird things. Uh, I I think it crashed once. I don't think I've actually encountered anything super weird. Um, one time I swapped out a. Um, oh, f- fun little thing. When you, uh, 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 Temtem remembers all its abilities. So if you want to swap out the four abilities it has, it remembered everything else too. Mm. So you don't have to like make that call of like, oh, I'm, I'm dropping it and this Temtem's forgetting this thing forever. It's just like, no, it's off to the side. Which makes me question like, maybe I haven't played enough Pokemon, but why wouldn't you? I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I guess because you want to make the investment. Hard choices. But that's something that's uh, so meta. Awesome. Like, when people recommend stuff during Silver Squad, it's like, yeah, that's that's twenty years of Pokemon right there mm-hmm. talking. Like, I don't know if I know that that you know Rage isn't that great. You know, it's like it's and even chats like mixed. You know, so it's just nice, especially for something early access. They might change it for the full release to just not worry about it. Sure. One time I accidentally hit X and was like, oh, and it was like, oh, that's right. It's I got it. I still have it. You know, I can go back. And I think one time I swatched swapped someone's move, went into a battle, used the move, and it used the move that used to be there. And I was like, aha! They're like, that was it. Like that was really the only glitch. Um, And it allows you to be more experimental, especially where like yeah, with something like Pokemon, you have decades of experience for you can you can look on the internet like, hey, how how good is this move? What where is it used? Whereas with Temtem, with this especially being the first outing, it allows you, I think, to feel more confident and experimental, which I, which I think is good. I, I love it when games make you unafraid 
to make a bad decision. Mm-hmm. I think that's always good. And I think, again, because it's early access, I think they want the people going through to spend some time. They want you to, I want you to have lots of fights. You know, mm-hmm. I want it to take time for the, you know, to level these characters up. It still is great, though, because you got, uh, I think it's called the Coward's Cloak, which is a funny name for it. Um, but it's uh, uh, the X- XP share. <laughs> Um, and so you you know so I can level up three because you go into every fight with two uh, temtems. So it's like if I have one guy that's way over leveled, I'm already leveling up the guy next to him, and then I can have a third on the side. Nice. So the coward's cloak. The coward's cloak. Shots fired. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like I don't think I don't think it did a good job of really selling. Oh man, there's a lot going on here in this world. It's like no, I'm just a dude, and I'm gonna go out and you know capture some temtem. But like. Just the way that the world is built, the way they introduce things, it feels so much more like an actual functioning world that has Temtem in it versus mm-hmm. like Pokemon's just like, everyone's into this. Everybody, you know. It's kind of like what Box Peak makes fun of, you know. It's right. like it's, it's less hard to, to make fun of the story in Temtem. It's just much more self-aware. There's a lot of things. Oh, one thing that I really love, especially for early access that I think is super clever, um, there will be signs on a door just as work in progress, and the NPCs will, will acknowledge it. Mm. Like, you'll go up and be like, oh, that's closed. And she's like, yeah, and I'm pissed. NPC's like, yeah, it's my, you know, that's the place where I work, and I can't work there now because it's closed. I'm just like, oh, cool. There was one of the first ones I found was like off in a corner, and there was a guy just pacing in front of it. And he's like, you know, this thing's opens? And I was like, no. And he's like, I walked all the way over here, and it's not open. That's stupid. (laughs) It's like, cool. So yeah, it's just just very self aware. Like, these people, they know what they're making, they know, you know, I think their expectations are set at at a good place. When I see, People frustrated with it. I think they they have the wrong idea going into a game like this. Maybe Jones, this is the idea that I have for every Pokemon game is just like whatever. I'm just, I'm just here to have fun. Uh, Jones, it is a online game. Are you excited about the prospect of hitting the end game, leveling up, and battling against other players or battling alongside them? Sure, are, you, are you focused on the end game now, or are you just taking it one day at a time? I have not done any story? of that. I didn't realize that until I I just started talking about it and looked at you that I was like, I haven't done any. I, I haven't really tested the MMO nature of this mm-hmm. game. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how mm-hmm. that works, quite frankly. I don't know if I haven't been introduced to that yet. I like Just like later. everything in MMOs, I'm, I'm way more curious about all the co-op stuff. I, I, I don't really need to prove myself. It'd be fun to just get, like, wasted, you know. A couple battles. Uh, yeah, to just get completely, you know, uh, dunked on in... Uh, um, going up against somebody, but uh, it, it's interesting seeing some just societal MMO tropes carry into. Like I mentioned, people popping out of you know all over the place. Seeing somebody just run, you, you, you get yeah. to like a new area, and it's like, oh, look at this beautiful vista. And there's a tree, and some guy just running around the tree. It's just like I'm watching someone else play Pokemon. That's cool. Okay. Um, but uh, it's also fun that you have like the guy that's like, oh, I'm just gonna go back to the early beach, and he's got like the the, the leveled up version of the starter. You're like, thanks, man. Yep. Thanks for spoiling that. <laughs> And it's interesting. There was one area. I don't know if this was because people bailed at this point, but there was one part where it had the vibe that you were alone, like you weren't really supposed to be in an area where a bunch of other people are. And I moved out of that area, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of people appeared. So I was like, "Oh, there are instanced areas where, for the sake of the story, they want to say that." uh, But I, I mean, I wasn't wasn't even expecting a story, anything close to it. Yeah. And there's been like, just yeah. Points in the story where I move clearly move from one point to another, get on the airship for the first time, go to the next area when I leave that area and go to the new area. Like they do a thing, and I'm like, oh, I, whoa! I just I thought I was gonna go to a purple area now, and like, wow, there's more stuff going on here than than I expected. 
Team Rockets, like what their Team Rockets, like way more established. And and granted, none of this is original as a structure, but I, I think they're I think they're pretty smart about setting people's expectations. And I'm curious I'm curious how they're gonna launch this thing. I'm curious mm-hmm. how long it's gonna be in early access and what the end game even looks like. If it just yeah. stops or yeah. if there's a lot of periphery stuff that they've yeah. they haven't finished. Jones, I think you've done a phenomenal job of describing this game, and you're making me realize I, I wish Framestrap could be more like this, where I loved getting Kyle on here last time, yeah. and him giving a very, like, he, he was just looking for very different things than what you were looking for, and so I think you were able to yeah. fill in areas that maybe he wasn't as interested Ain't in. Ain't nothing wrong with Kyle's take. No, 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 you, I'm not you, saying there's you, anything wrong oh, with no, Kyle's I'm, take. I'm just saying that, right, you know, okay. just to, because I'm, I'm being very flowery yeah. and, and supportive of this game, whereas, like, right. you, again, that's, I played my first Pokemon game three years ago, so you, you need... Kyle's take. You, yeah. need, you need the take of someone coming in. Kyle's take is is represented in a lot of the stuff I've read online of people like Meh. But but smashing the two of you together, I think it's a more well-rounded <laughs> sure. uh, take. And after hearing Kyle's take and then watching you play it, I was pretty out. But what you described and what you've touched on has made me more curious about Temtem than I have ever been. By, by quite a bit. Uh, one thing that we can do in co-op that we did see represented, which is hilarious because I bumped into these guys now. I'm like, oh, you're that, you're that Temtem they gave us. Remember that one guy t- just traded out of nowhere? Yeah. And we were, yes, like, we were like, we don't even know where this yeah. guy is in the world. Yes. And just somebody saw our name and saw that we were playing. And so he, he tra- and we couldn't use them yet because we weren't, we didn't have a Pokemon that was as high level as them. Temtem. Temtem, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Duh. Um, oh, and there are, uh, there are uh, uh, Pokemon jokes in there. There's a truck. That you go up to, and like there's NPCs. Like I swear, I saw something under that truck. And you're like, what? And you like walk up to the truck. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know this? Do mm-hmm. you get the joke? Yeah, I get the joke. Do you get the joke, Huber? Uh, it was uh, was where people thought uh, Mewtwo was. Mew, I believe it was Mew. But like it wasn't there. Wasn't this like a pop fax that? Like, it was like yeah, you can move the truck. But like you, but you like could, that was just yes. a rumor. Right. Exactly. So there's so a rumor about fiction. this truck. Yeah, it was a, watch. We're completely butchering this, but I I know what you're referencing. There was referencing a mythos surrounding a truck in a Pokemon Mew, game where people like pixel yeah, by pixel it. just sniffed out this truck. I, I'm pretty sure if it, it was and Mew. So you go if I'm you go by correctly. a place and there's a guy next to who's like, I swear I saw something under that truck. Yeah. And you examine the truck and, cool. and your and your NPC's like, I don't, I don't see anything, dude. I don't know. <laughs> so there's a there's a fun. It just That's doesn't cute. take itself seriously. Well, and, it, and I it, appreciate that. It doesn't take itself seriously, but what you're describing and like even that reference, like these are clearly people. That live and breathe Pokemon, like yeah. and have yeah, yeah, for yeah. their entire oh, yeah, yeah, lives, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I, I I love that we're seeing that more and more, where these people are inspired by these past things and like, let's make it better or let's put our own spin on that. I love yeah. that there's the liberty to do that now. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and it just doesn't because I think we've played these before games that are like parodies of other games. Yeah. And this this is just not that. Like it, it has that element in there. You will enjoy that if you're looking for it. But uh, I was tribute. surprised. Yeah. It's it, a it, it it's it wants to make Pokemon better, but it loves Pokemon at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, not a lot of Temtem too. Another huge stab at the game, obviously, because it's early access. It's like you're gonna you're gonna bump into those dudes a yeah, lot. Sure. Yeah. That's um, actually a pretty big bummer for me. Uh, as, as someone who enjoys Yeah. Catching a lot, seeing the same ones over and over, definitely. I'm Give it a couple f- months. Give it a couple months. My top months, guy's like 42, so and I think I have like 20-something. Mm. Tim you know, okay. it's like... Um, but again, another reason for, like, let, let's focus on the dynamics of, of these characters to make sure we get this right, and then we can add more people, more abilities. And hopefully make it better. Cool. We'll see. Will it be in early access for ever, like Fortnite, or what? I don't think it'll be out this year, out of early access. 
if I had to bet. Yeah, if, you, if you've, I were to you've bet. Uh, been burned by early access before. Yeah, it just takes a while. It just takes a while. It takes a very long time. Yeah. So I'm not holding my breath for the... Did you ever end up playing The Forest? Because I know you wanted to. <laughs> the, forest. the Forest. Oh, my God. That was like the one yeah. early access the game. The number one yeah. is it out game of yeah. all time. Yeah, it's finally out. It's on consoles. Did it's you play out. it? No, but we <laughs> should stream it. We should okay. stream it, dude. The forest. We should stream that. I just could I was so into it the first time I saw it, and I just couldn't help. The premise was so gold, but it just took too long. <laughs> Hyped for Hades, Ben. That's all I want. Oh, man. That's all I freaking want. I've been seeing a lot of people stream Hades, and it looks like my kind of game. I Give just haven't, haven't given it a shot yet. There's too many things. Uh, it's well, Supergiant, right? Yep. Yeah. Supergiant. Yeah. Yeah. Early access mm-hmm. still. Just, okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Cool, yeah. I forgot. See, the early access tag doesn't scare me. I'm ready to jump if in. If you though. use it right. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. If you do it, Dreams. Just, just this week, they finally sure. did it. And that's that's the question that's why I wonder about Temtem is like, what will they do? How will they embolden their, will my progress carry over? I hope. Uh, and will they empower those 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 big fish that have been around for a long time to then turn it around and go help the little people coming mm-hmm. in. You know, will it will it be a community that embraces the new people coming in when it launches? Can it separate itself? Are we going to be asking ourselves like, wait, didn't Temtem launch? Or is it going to be clear like, oh wait, no, yeah, they that kind of fell off the radar, but they're back. I feel like something Temtem has going for it is. The dedicated Pokemon audience, and I'm not just talking about the people that casually play. I'm talking about the dedicated Pokemon audience. They're like one of the most dedicated audiences there is. Oh, yeah. And so like... The most if you are just buy money. Right. <laughs> like the the amount, the, the ways in which they communicate, the intensity with which they communicate, the amount of research that they pour into it. Like the Pokemon community is so fascinating to just observe, I think, because... Yeah. There's so many different ways in which people appreciate those games, and I, I, I'm curious to see how that develops with Temtem, especially yeah. being early access. And if those experts have analyzed Temtem and like certified it trash, I cannot argue with that. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just enjoying They will objectively this, this prove to you why. Yeah, yeah, this game yeah. I'm running through. Um, so I just mentioned how there's too much stuff to play, and I've been running in a weird direction. Uh, Abby and I have been playing the original Tomb Raider. Uh, PS1 Classic on PS3. That's the version that we're playing. I wish we had played PC because you can save anywhere, but it's fine. Um, yeah, the, the, the little gems, the little blue little gems. gems. Yes, that once you use them, they're gone, and so you will run <laughs> into instances. Rough. You will run into instances where you so save, brutal. and then you're like, "Wait, I should have saved that save." So you really have to. It's like it's actually very Resident Evil esque. Yeah. Increment. Yeah, where you have to really think uh. about when and how you're going to save, which is kind of a cool element. Mm-hmm. It can be very annoying. Um, but yeah, uh, I've played Tomb Raider one before. I've actually never made the effort to go all the way through it, uh, because it's a tough game. Yeah. And in, in many ways, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I, uh, the first Tomb Raider I played, I got, I think I got it as a gift was Tomb Raider two growing up, but Tomb Raider one, uh, it's, it's so fascinating. This game, I, I feel like I could talk about it for an hour because you take, New Tomb Raider, which I think is valid in its own way, but it's just completely different than what that original Tomb Raider game was all about. Because this is a game where you you do fight things, and you fight things regularly, but it's not about fighting at all. Like, it is about, like, panning a room Puzzles. and being like, not even... How do I get there? How do like, I get yeah. there? Right. And, like, every jump, there are moments when Abby and I are playing yeah. where it's like, we're not sure where to go. We think we can jump there. Can we jump there? And the game is like, yes. <laughs> but 
the only way you're going to be able to make it is if you time a running jump correctly and you don't jump until the last possible yeah. moment and then you're, you're not even sure. And so you're, you're like, your butt is clenched as you're reaching out and then yeah. you finally grab it. Uh, and they like, you, you feel the squares. Yeah. The, oh, world it's all made, squares. the world's yeah. made of squares. Yeah. And so you really quickly learn how long that square is. Right. Like what, what two steps equals one square. Right. <laughs> and it's fascinating because, and it, it actually kind of made me mad in a way at, at, at modern adventure games like Assassin's Creed or Tomb Raider or Uncharted, where like, I think that is a really good approach but I think about how many times I've played those games and I've just been at a wall and I've just hit up. And it's like, the game is pretty much playing itself. Sure. Like, when yeah. I'm jumping from ledge to ledge, it's not a, a <laughs> he was feeling effort yeah. of dexterity. And that, I think that's something that I really respect about Tomb Raider. Yeah. And it's, it's janky and it's old and you feel that every minute of the game. But I think the spirit of it, of actually making you feel like you are scaling these dangerous environments, like the platforming is tough enough that these caves and these tombs and whatever you're in actually feel threatening. Like Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 has that Mm. been, where it's like climbing something is a puzzle. It's like, okay, wait, oh, I can't go up here. Okay, back down around here. Or like you know, leaping to platforms and just kind of figuring out how to get somewhere. You know, they've abandoned that. I I do love that. And it's, you don't even just do the same thing every time. Like you have a standing jump, which is very useful in specific situations. And then you've got a running jump, which is very useful in specific situations. Then you have a side jump and a backflip, which is great for avoiding enemies. And it's just... I don't know. I feel like you have a a, a varied tool set in something that isn't a Mario game. You know what I mean? Because Mario jumping is trying to accomplish a very different feeling than Tomb Raider jumping, where it's not about yes. like speed or bounciness. Really, it's about uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's about big air. It's a kind of about <laughs> big air. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it's tough for me to find a term for it. Shadow of the Colossus is my favorite game that does mm, this. It's yeah. th- it's just the. <gasps> Yeah, it's right. Just that like you know leap of faith, man. When you, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you take off from a ledge and you're just like, please, 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 please. At, uh, do you remember this, Jones? The game trailers. Retro? I remember game trailers. Do you remember bit. the retro we did? Or t- for Tomb Raider, it was either retro or timeline. Oh, we did a retro, man. Okay. No, I got dude. Well, well, that's the thing. Was you were talking about you know it is an old game. I got straight Tomb Raider out. I think so Tomb Raider. I think wait. Tomb Raider was the most tired I got of a franchise. Uh, I I, while I was working on the retro, because yeah. once you get into three and four, I mean it's it's just the same. It and was so the it's... intern's job to capture and beat the original Tomb Raiders, and we were going through, yeah, trying to land some of these jumps. Oh yeah, and it was so frustrating, but awesome, Ben, because like you were saying, saying just like jumping at the last second. Yeah. And then you fall, and you've got to go like all the way back. Oh, and I'm so we were just the, like, I'm watching all this footage yeah. and cackling the we whole time. We were just always like taking, them. taking turns. I could see them turns. so frustrated. But it's also really, f- it, it's interesting. Uh, have you looked anything up? Have you just literally been? Oh, no, no, no. We've definitely no. looked oh, okay. plenty But up. even when yes. you look up, yes. it's like you want to go to the third block to the left, and then above right. that to the right, and then to turn around and then jump out. And you're like, you lost me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Even following it beat by beat. Right. Like, whoa, there's just so, and it's, it's. It's a good thing because it you have that fear, like you were saying, that's kind of been taken out. Even something like Spider Man, it's just like it's exhilarating to jump around New York, but it's not scary, you know. It's uh, 
Um, you die, you're gonna load back in. Well, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you you can't even hit the ground in some instances. You'll just bounce off of it. So speaking, it's speaking got of teeth, Tomb Raider one's got teeth. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I think that's a really good way to describe it. Is it's got teeth. Uh, but speaking of looking up st- stuff up, I think a big part of that and something where the age does affect it is you will go into rooms and you're like, wait a minute, I I've actually lost my place because every texture is brown and they're all the same or it's like you have one square square of wallpaper that is like copy and pasted and so it's just sure and moves while you're moving the camera jiggles yeah and the the camera is also like a nightmare like yeah you can hold l1 and look around freely but it's not like freely you feel like you're constantly fighting it to get a good perspective and so in those ways i think the technology is working against it but but the spirit of it uh, and actually feeling like you're going to it on an adventure. And like the way, in some ways it's kind of cheap and they do use it cheaply sometimes, but they they kind of want to give you those like Indiana Jones panic moments where you open a door and like a lion will run out yeah. or a boulder will fall down yeah. or, you know, you make the wrong jump and oh no, there are spikes underneath it. And it's it's awesome. And the way that it uses music, I, I don't know, maybe people have given a lot of credit to this, but... Uh, Probably not enough because this is a game that is mostly in silence. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about it is you're just kind of hearing Lara's grunts and stuff. And then once you kind of get into a big open area, you get like really beautiful music. Or when you finally run into an enemy, it'll go. And it really accentuates those moments. And it's, it's actually kind of like Death Stranding in that way. That's something that I appreciate about Death Stranding is the silence really made you kind of get immersed into whatever area you were trudging through. Footsteps are a big deal. For sure. Yeah, for oh, yeah. Sure. They change depending huge, on yeah. different you know surfaces. And, and one thing that actually... I have always given credit to Aliens vs. Predator and the Atari Jaguar, which I know all of you have played. Um, But one thing that is poor about the technology of that game but works for the terror is nothing makes sound when it moves. And so, like, you'll go into a hallway and be like, what's over to the left side? And an alien's sprinting at you, and you don't know because it takes forever to look over to the right side. And then by the time it's right there, and it's all you hear is the scream and a slash. And... The there's just a bear like right away in Tomb Raider. I think it's like it might be in the first not the first like area, but the first like level. You go yeah. in towards the first thing. You you bump into maybe like one or two bears, and like there's I don't think there's a bear intro song. The bear just rushes you, and like <clears throat> there are some really good parts of that game where you don't get the attacks, and so you're just like you you're looking in the wrong direction. You're like okay, I'll go back this way, and like wolves. You're like yeah. whoa, you know. So there's one thing I think. I've only played Unch- a little one of Uncharted 2, but I've only finished Uncharted 1 and 4. I don't remember a lot of that Indiana Jones insta-death, that, that Dark Souls. You went in the wrong, you opened the wrong door, dude. And you just have to know, because that's fun. Yeah. And I remember yeah. it was fun seeing Lara just get taken out, you know, and like it really made a big impact. Oh, man, when you, when you miss a jump and she's Missing screaming jumps. on the way down the and then just crunch. crunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There's yeah. A, if you, like just, just for me, because you, you're still playing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we're, you get to the last boss, three levels left. I when guess. you get to the last boss, you get to the longest drop in the entire oh, day. It's wow. right. You fight on a boss platform, and then if you fall off that platform, it's just like twenty stories straight down. Just, just once. After you save it, just, just for Jonesy, just ah! okay. And then she takes a breath and then starts screaming. That's <laughs> really great. Uh, but yeah, it's it is kind of um, a trial of endurance, Tomb Raider one, and. Yeah, even looking plenty of stuff up. I, I like on one hand, I've enjoyed the experience so much that like I wanna jump into two minute two and then three and then last revelation. All these things that I've dabbled in before. 
but I like I don't I th- I also feel like I'm gonna need a break, you know? Like, yeah. Like I don't know if I could do them back to back. I'm to glad back. you talked about just the spirit of it because mm-hmm. yeah, the spirit of Tomb Raider is awesome, but it's like that's it. That's old technology, you know? Like games age and like <sighs> right. Tomb Raider is a janky game. Just trying to like jump back into you gotta like it's not gonna be kind, you know? Like you gotta work. You gotta be patient. Yeah. You definitely gotta be in the mood. So yeah, right. just like charging through all of them in a row is probably a lot. But that uniqueness <laughs> is really a benefit to the game, I think, because I love games. I often feel like the games that I respond to, at least recently, the strongest to, are the games where I can easily see myself being better over time. Mm-hmm. And like I remember playing the the very first set of levels in Tomb Raider versus where we are now and like even just doing running jumps consistently was a problem for me and now it's not at all and it's just like I feel like I've learned the language of the game through practice and effort and that is really rewarding yeah. like you still mess up and you you know it's still hard but uh, it nothing the way you jump and move in Tomb Raider, old Tomb Raider, is not really like anything else I've ever experienced. And it sucks in the PS1 to have to go back, you know, 10 right. minutes earlier when you die if you saved it in a poor place. Right. But when you go back through these rooms for like the eighth time, you're just like flip, flip, yep. flip, grab, flip, flip. And uh, the swimming is pretty solid. Yeah. The, I was actually telling that to Hugo. Tomb, Tomb Raider 1. That long ago. Tons of swimming, tons of underwater stuff, right. tons of scary, I'm running out of breath, uh, yeah. you know, and just really smooth. The wishy, yeah. wishy, wishy. You have a animates. lot of control. The the yeah. dive was like a little Easter egg. You had to, you had to know what button to press. Kind of like so, going to the previous weapon in GoldenEye. You know, like it's nice. not in the instruction manual. No. You got to know how to do it. How do you? Okay, so I've done the dive accidentally, <laughs> right? And I've seen other people do the dive, but I don't know how to. I only do it accidentally, I and it drives like me nuts. L1. You're holding down a button okay. when you press it. It's the same thing as the. Have you done the dismount out of the pool? When she, well, when, or, or just when you climb up the, on a yeah, ledge, yeah. And she'll go straight yeah, up. Yeah, and it, and it just seems like it does that randomly too. She does this amazing thing. Uh, audience where you'll pull yourself up and she'll like flip one leg and then another leg. And she'll I don't do it know to a hand, she'll do it to a handstand straight up and then she'll like yeah. gracefully kind of like a, a ballerina. Yeah. Sick. Um, it's, re- it's really cool. But um, yeah. So in some ways like it does and like the it's got a like, ton of voice acting, really, like, tons of cinematics, you the, know? Like, oh, it was, if it, you was haven't a, seen the cinem- Tomb Raider 1 cinematics in a while, yeah. do yourself a favor and watch oh, yeah. those. Yeah. 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 Oh, but, one, but one thing, honestly, that does hold up, Huber, that I really, mm-hmm. really dug was, uh, and I'm definitely, like, an apologist for old uh, uh, draw-distance engines and games, mm. um, when they're used well, a la, like, Silent Hill 1 and 2, when it's just like, oh, you far. can only see that far, but it's part of the plot. Yeah. Um, I love like the I don't know if you've gone to the Sphinx room yet. Yes, but like mm-hmm. I I just, yeah, just I, that, that will actually. always stay with me. Like the mm-hmm. first time I went in and I was like, oh, it, all I see is darkness, and I'm like walking to her, and then just the Sphinx like comes out of that darkness. I'm like, whoa! Like they they knew so just rad. how big to, enough to make those rooms. Like the T Rex, which is not too oh, much of a spoiler because it's right away. Yeah. Like it's pretty, it's not very far into that game, mm-hmm. but like. It's just close enough that you're like, oh, what a beautiful little job! <laughs> like, it's, right. if you'd seen it far enough away, you'd probably turn around and run away. But like, once you, you know, if you don't know it's there, and you're running right as you see that guy pops into distance that you can see, uh, it, you better start doing some backflips and firing. It's cool because in the Sphinx room, they actually like pan out the camera to kind of yeah. like, you get the full, full scale of it. But yeah, man, it's been, it's been very delightful. Cool, man. Shadow the Tomb Raider disappointed me. Shadow of the Tomb Raider Shadow. disappointed me. Uh, I think I, we're we're I also dabbling in Rise, which I've even Rise. I like the first one the most. It was like a steady yeah, decline for me of those three. I don't think I've played the first 
one since I played it on the 360. I forgot it came out on the 360 because I know there was a PS4 version. Yeah. But um, yeah, shout out to Tomb Raider. Shout yeah. out to Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Shout out to the movie. The leap from Tomb Raider Sequel 1 to coming. 2 is, is great. I do recommend checking mm. out 2. They, I mean, they, I've played some 2 before. There's, there's so. a Venice level that's just so great. Getting boats yeah. and it's, it's really, really fun. Um, yeah, 3 and 4 are not, not as fun of, of just jumps. Well, the, the stuff that they added there's was not five PS One Tomb Raiders. It's Tomb Raider One, Two, Three, Last Revelation, and Dark Chronicle or Chronicles, something like that. Whoa! Yeah. Did you see the newer movie? No, I haven't. You I want it. to. Yeah. Maybe that's how we'll like cap off Tomb Raider. It's, it's all and the Game Boy Color game. Um, is it? I didn't know. Fun that animation. Was a Game Boy Color game. Really good director doing the sequel to it. Mm. So the next Tomb Raider that's coming out, like start the hype now. Really good director on it with the same actress. Yep. Oh. Solid. Cube. Jones, there's been one game I think for like the last month you've been telling me <laughs> you've been excited to talk about on Frame Trap, on Frame Trap, and that is Greedfall. I'm so happy Greedfall. I'm here for this. It was so funny because I was I'm I'm such a champion of this game. I had such fun playing this game, and then we were doing best sevens of the goaties. And it's like Greedfall Jones. I'm like, now, nah. yeah, <laughs> pass it along. Heck. Yeah, that's surprising, especially how much you would bring it up. Yeah. I if I I didn't review this game. People said I should. Uh, some people actually reached out to me on Cup of Jones and other places, and they were like, I am shocked you're not playing Greedfall. And I was like, yeah, yeah there's a lot of games, and it's just it's not coming up in conversations, and it's just not. Mm-hmm. I really should be spending my time with Outer Worlds, Death Stranding, you know. Uh, Outer Wilds um, and other stuff. And then I went to my friend's house, my friend who co-wrote the Final Fantasy Retrospective, my friend who I've done all my D&D campaigns with, my buddy Todd. And I went over and he's like, Greedfall, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's tricorns and rifles and petticoats and it kind of seems like our jam because we're both like really into gothic horror. And he's like, Greedfall shows me for five minutes, and I was like, "This is my game! Oh my god, I have to, absolutely have to play this." And just so purely it's like, from an aesthetic level, just purely from aesthetics. Yeah, okay. it was kind of the same with Bloodborne. You know, it was mm-hmm. like you could talk systems and weapons all day. I'm playing this because it looks and sounds the way it does. Uh, and Greedfall is one of those games where if all you have are criticisms of Greedfall, I doubt I will disagree with you. But I loved it so much. Mm. Um, uh, the closest comparison that I can make, if uh, someone is kind of interested in seeing that aesthetically, uh, it's Dragon Age. Uh, it, it took me about like th- three or four hours when I was getting into it. And I was like, oh, it's Dragon Age. Like I'm, I'm going through closed off hallway-esque areas that sometimes broaden out into big you know, spaces and sometimes have little secret pockets. And um, there's fast travel and stuff. But I got my two little buddies. And then uh, the cast is not massive, but I have two friends that I can pick that uh, they obviously have uh, story conflicts. There's fun, there's fun places kind of like Outer Worlds where like, uh, and this actually didn't happen until way later in the game, but I was about to walk into a building and, and one character was like, I, no. And I'm like, what? We're going? And they're like, they hate me in there, man. I can't go in there. I was like, oh, they totally do. That's right. I guess I just thought about that beforehand because I was like, oh, we're going to go talk to the natives. You should, you should come with me. Um, but the basic story is it's it's like you're in London, like a, a London-esque area that has this island uh, that is um, uh, pretty far away. It takes like a month to get there. And this society is just like fascinated with this place. And it's interesting because like magic does exist in this world. Like there are scholars of it, but it's not like a huge deal. It's kind of like Witcher. Like not a lot of people can use it. Um, got an update. <laughs> this happened the last episode. Mm-hmm. Keep talking, Joe. Um, and so you are the cousin of 
um, the guy that's being sent by his dad to go ru- rule this place. Okay. So uh, he and and I uh, one thing that I really liked that Greedfall did is that it wasn't really predictable in like a boring way with a lot of its characters. So when like I first met my cousin, I was like, oh, it's okay. This is the douchebag that's gonna run it, and he's gonna be stupid and egotistical and everything. Like, no, not really. You know, like he he likes you a lot. Like, oh, he's gonna betray me in some dumb way. And like, nope, he's fine. You know, like I, I like that the characters. Were, I could tell where they were coming from, and I could tell the worlds that they came from, but they weren't afraid to go outside of that. It wasn't the kind of outer world situation, because I remember you brought up uh, a, a point with Parvati, like, stopped you, and was like, no, don't yeah. do this. It didn't get that extreme. Um, but basically, so you're sent as this ambassador, uh, and then your cousin is is ruling this, you know, supposedly this whole, whole island. He's trying to. Um, but he's just kind of stationed in this one city, and then you are the one who's kind of traveling the world and going to the other cities and meeting them. And you've never been here before. And so you're meeting what these cultures are like. And and these cultures hate other cultures. And you realize why. But is it that, you know, do I tell them why they're being a-holes? Or do I try to fix this from the inside out? Or, you know, when do I get aggressive? When do I say, you're being stupid, you should be nice to these people? When do I just accept, you know what, that's how you're... Kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. you know how like as a protagonist, you know Aloy learns a lot more than the people do, and so you're mm-hmm. like, what do I do with this information? Do mm-hmm. I shock you with it, or do I just uh, let 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 the world tick the way it does because it'll shock, it'll change things too much, you know, to alter stuff. So there's a lot of like diplomacy. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, you know, uh, and, and a lot of the characters that you meet. Uh, there's a lot of stuff with the tribes that are on this island. So there's a lot of native people who absolutely hate. Uh, the people where you come from, and you have this marker on your face that is the same marker that a lot of these tribal people have, and so they kind of recognize you as one of them. They're like, "Well, why do you? If you have that, why do you? You're from that town, but you're clearly from here." And you're like, "No, no, 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 I'm from that town." Wink. But um, <laughs> um, it's pretty. It's pretty obvious. But sure. uh, um, it's the relationships are done so in, in just an interesting way. The only thing I think one of the main things that got really tiring after a while is. There's not a lot of fetch quests in terms of items, but there's a lot of like, oh, I got to go talk to that lady again. And like, I got to like go downstairs and walk out of the door and then go around the corner and go into her house and ask her a question and then turn right back around and go back in someplace else. Um, and so that got a little tiring over a while. Um, but um, uh, from a ge- to, to change gears from a gameplay standpoint, because um, you are someone that studies skill trees extensively, Ben Moore. Get, get, combat in RPGs... Ends up being important. So this yeah. is def- this is a very action oriented combat RPG. I settled into my role almost immediately uh, when I when my buddy Todd showed me it. He was a mage, so he's like, "Check me out! I'm doing AOEs and blah blah blah." And I was like, "Okay!" Like I never needed MP. That was a meter. I just ignored the entire game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into guns, and I'm going to go into uh, like like leather. I'm going to go into light armor and uh, lots of, like sword play and dashes guns and, and leather. Stuff like Brandon that. Jones. Yep. Uh, I, the first question I asked him was like, "Do you have bow and arrow?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Crossbow?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." All right, it's fine. Pistols. Uh, uh, pistols are very bloodborne where so it's you're not like pow 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 pow. It's like you 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 use them sparingly. Hmm. Um, but one thing that I really dug uh, that maybe I just need to play more Fallout or more Dragon Age. Frankly, I've only played one and two. Is this was a tough skill tree. This I stared at this thing for hours. Like, mm. and there are multiple branches of it, but there was one skill tree specifically that was like charisma and lock picking and like ingenuity That's and a, oh, vigor. Yeah. And every branch was like, you're gonna miss the other branch. Ooh. You just are. 
like you're just gonna miss a ton of stuff going on in this game. There's just there's no way to do everything. It's impossible. Hmm. Like there, I mean, I guess I could have leveled more, but I beat this game, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I could just run into each area and grind if I wanted to, but like I'm okay. So one thing, it was like something like ingenuity, but it was basically there were shortcuts, like little like things you could spot in the environment to sneak through, and your character just wouldn't see them. Like I could spot them because it's like classic video game. Like ah oh, yeah, there's that little crevice, but my protagonist was like. Mm. I don't know how to use that, basically. It doesn't make sense to me. But I had a ton of charisma. So I would go into conversations, and like there was one branch that would provide me opportunities that another person might not think of. And so I wouldn't get those opportunities. I would see them. They would be grayed out. I'm like, ah! And so like my character just wasn't smart enough to be like, you know what? He, like I'm going to MacGyver this situation, and I'm going to twist this in a way that I, I wouldn't normally be able to. My character was like, you're going to do this. And people were like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, yeah, you are. And they were like, you know what I am. <laughs> like that, and I was like, that's great. I'm going to totally do that. But each of these... Each of these, which made sense for me too, because I was an ambassador. So I, mm-hmm. I, I would kind of like stomp my boots around the game a lot and just be like, look, like I understand you're pissed because they came in and stole your meat, but I'm going to get you the meat and I'm going to take care of them. Just stop fighting each other, okay? Um, but charisma also doubled as making your companion stronger. Mm. So you could get better gear for your companions, but none of them had skill trees. That was the only way to actually make their ability stronger. Mm. So it's like, that's interesting. Uh, but, Did, were, they, were they useful in combat? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Definitely by the end of the game, I was like, you guys got this. Nice. I'll kick back with my rifle and watch you guys, you know, nice. kick butt. And fun, too, because you can, one of the first guys you start with was, like, I kept him in a longsword, like, the whole time, and he would just tank and run in. And then uh, there was another, it was, like, a pirate guy, and so, like, he was the other rifle guy. And I'm like, oh, I'm mostly doing guns, so you're fine. Um, but I'll have, like, my mage come in, and there's one mage that mostly deals in damage, AOEs, another mage that deals with heals and stuff, and so... Um, it's fun just watching them again, like Dragon Age. It's just fun watching them get in the mix, yeah, and run around. But like one example of something I didn't do was Vigor, and Vigor's like climbing stuff. Like you'll see like a really thin uh, branch that you can just shimmy across, and like couldn't do it. Mm. So there's so many times in the game I'm like, ah. And uh, there is a trinket that you can put on each of your companions. You can have two with you at a time that gives you one point in any of those things. So if I had the pi- so I gave the pirate the lock picking one, and I'm like, oh, there's that one chest. Okay. Dude, come with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Open that chest. Okay. Go back home. Um, so, like, if you wanted, you could buff up things that you're like, I don't, you know, I don't need charisma, but I'll give it to my guy. Do you have a house? Um, yes. So here's, I, I don't housing, go Jones. too game about the too, too much about this game. How's but the housing? Terrible. Again, oh, this is okay. Yeah, this is where this game Damn is not great. It. This oh, game just immediately crushed. Cuts corners in the most hilarious ways. Mm. Um. You have a house dictated by or given to you because you are this ambassador in all of the cities. And you go to one city and it's kind of like Persia vibes, you know, like lots of domed tops and, you know, lots of, you know, sand on the ground and um, and your house is the same. And you go, it's like the main, you know, the the first area and it's like kind of like London 2. You know, I think they actually call it like new whatever, you know. London uh, 2. Yeah, it's like like new whatever the town you came from in. Same house, you know. When you go into like the the mayor or the the head of the city, all of those are the exact, the same exact structure, the same. When you go into like the barracks, it's like same exact structure. Can you uh, customize your housing at all or no? So there was a, I had a bedroom upstairs. I never went up there because I could sleep downstairs if I needed to change time of day. So it was like, eh, they were just, it. they were, it's, the, the flow was okay, but there were just some 
some parts of that game I just kind of chuckled at because I was like, and that's where the budget stopped. Well, you, you keep comparing it to Dragon Age. And yeah. so a natural question, I think, is you mentioned the companions in combat and making them uh, more potent, I guess. Yeah. But are there companion storylines? Like, yes. Do you care about digging into them? Are they an interesting part of the game? Yes. Do you have to make decisions with them? I could romance two different people. I made a decision and went heavily on one. Nothing came out of that. I don't know if I did it wrong or I saved before every ro- romance conversation mm. and tried to play it the best I could. And then at the end of the game, she was like, we're friends. <laughs> friends I'm like, are great. Nice. Huh. <laughs> Excellent. It seemed like her and I had the most right. in common. You know, just kind of. <laughs> just didn't work yeah, out. Yeah. It was like, all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they definitely have those moments where that stuff will pop up. And, and w- one really interesting thing that I don't think I've ever seen in a game before, which um, I love and also kind of got annoying after a while. Uh, but the uh, you fast travel everywhere, and uh, you'll you fast travel to an area, and then each map, like I said, it's it's hallway esque. Um, but uh, uh, there will be campfires that you establish, and there's actually like a, a quest you go through, so you can tell like how many campfires you haven't done yet. And I was just like policing that the entire game. I'm like, I want to get every campfire, and then you can uh, uh, port back to those areas. If you port to an area. A campfire within the air, the general huge map that you're in, you'll just right there. And I played on PC, and low times were great. Technically, the the game was pretty great. Facial animation's rough, but again, it's just like a across the board kind of thing. It's like mm. that's just the way the game looks. Uh, voice acting is pretty good, lots of it. Um, but uh, if I go to an area outside of where I am, it'll you'll uh, uh, go to a camp in, tr- in transition. So you'll be like in this little camp environment, and then all of your all of your companions will be there. So you can grab somebody and put them in your party before you move on. Uh, and you can do a chest. You can go build stuff because you can manufacture uh, um, items. You can upgrade your uh, items and just the the costumes. Again, it's a very 18th century aesthetic, which I love. But mm-hmm. uh, um, so if you're into that, just aesthetically, all the outfits and the weapons and stuff, I really dug. Uh, and there's a vendor there, so it's just this nice stopgap uh, when you have to go places near the end of the game. When I was just like story, 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 story. It does it every time. So I was like, I don't need, you know, I just want to go straight to that town. Like, mm. I don't need this camp. But it wasn't interesting. I've never seen a game function that way. Hmm. But they're like, fast travel, but stop here first. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. I just, if they do Greedfall 2, it's like, give me the option to skip that. Does it play into morality at all? Like, if you continually act a certain way, are there pretty big repercussions for those actions, or does it not focus on that too much? That's where the greed fall comes in. Mm. It's it's kind of like the the, the morality plays a big role in like the whole story. I see. Just and is that like, like a, a meter where it's like you did this thing, you're n- going this way, or is it is it more? It's just, kind of, it's, kind of, it's just baked into the story. I see. It's just the decisions that you have to make. So does that lead to like multiple endings or? Uh, it felt like a, a 50-50 split. Mm. I think there's one ending or another. Okay. Um, uh, again, I, there are more quests that you can do if you choose to invest in characters. I invested in everything, so I did all the quests for everybody because mm. I was just having a great time. But um, uh, I, I think the most – it wasn't gratifying in a way that Outer Worlds seems to be. I have not finished it or, or Dragon Age or, uh, from what I can tell, Mass Effect. Mm. I think Bioware does a much more elaborate – fascinating job of that and in character relationships too. I think there were only three characters of the group that I could romance. Um, but just societally, the way the world was structured, I thought was very interesting. And it, it, yeah. it's uh, being an American, it echoed a lot of our Western expansion. That's just kind of pushing native Americans out and then learning, you know, when it was far too late, so many years later, centuries later, you know, like, or, you know, decades and decades later that, um, 
uh, really the, the ramifications of what we had done. And uh, there's this disease called the Malachor that has crossed over into your town that you come from, and like they have no cure of it. And then you get to this island, and none of the natives have it. So boohoo, you know. So there's this real. It's like you're trying to be like, we need your help. I understand why on earth would you help us because we came in and we're taking over all of your land. But please. And so it's t- it's tough for me. I always try to be a good guy in a game, and it's hard. Like mm. you you represent you know a, a government that a lot of people don't like at all. Mm. And so it's really interesting, kind of trying to be the nice guy in all situations. Or if you want to, just screw it, don't care. That does sound really interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I I think just the the story and the decisions you make are, are kind of the things that are, are catching my attention the most. I feel like I remember people complaining about a lack of enemy variety in Greedfall. Does that ring true for you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, uh, it is not something, I guess, for a game like this that I necessarily, it just doesn't give off Devil May Cry vibes or something like that where it's just like, I need a new challenge. I'm mm. just like, this is fun. I'm having a great time watching my, do you fight a lot? My dudes run around. Oh yeah. You fight okay. like all, almost all the areas you get into, uh, have enemies. And, uh, I think it does get creative in terms of like some of the human enemies that you fight, the mm-hmm. way they establish some things as enemies. There definitely is a lot of repetition. Unfortunately, there's like repetition near the end in terms of some bosses. It does one of those things where it's just like, and now go fight all those things again, but they're blue. And you're like, okay. Um, but uh, again, it's, it's, it, Greedfall's fascinating to me. It was why I could not wait to talk about it on a frame trap because the, the budget concerns are so obvious. Like mm-hmm. they are just right there that like you either stop playing or you keep going, but you, I just never went back and complained about them. So when you say enemy variety, it's like, Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, I, I think sometime around hour 32, I did recognize that, but then just moved on. You sure. know, like I didn't, and I, I'm not going to say it's not a problem. I'm not going to say if, if that's an issue for you, that's not going to come up. But it's just like when I went into my town in the second city, I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, I will set my expectations right there, you know. Um, but, uh, but I still, yeah, I, st- I still found it fascinating and, um, uh, just story-wise, I think, uh, and I, I do need to accentuate that the, the lip sync is awful and the facial animation is, is subpar. But again, it just is clear that the developers were like, that's where we're stopping. That's mm-hmm. that's how much work we're doing. That's the engine we built. You know, maybe maybe for PS5, Xbox Series X, we'll uh, make the faces not move around in weird ways. My favorite was when I, uh, and I'm imagining this happens to everybody. I didn't take a ton of time uh, creating my character. But there was one long quest line where I was like, I got to find this guy. And he was working with what guy? And this guy was an underhanded dealer on the black market. And I, hi, I finally found you. And it was me. I was like, oh, hey, you look familiar. And I was just talking to myself back and forth. Like, okay. Yeah, that would. Okay. There's yeah, like six faces, that's I think. Good. Or so. That's yeah, good. It's, it's uh, but. Brandon. It was my jam. I love, I love the energy you're bringing to these and games the, and, and, and admittedly acknowledging the problems. But. And the world is pretty. Mm. Again, in hallways, but when you hit those vistas, when you hit those, when you get to a new area, yeah, um, lots of forests. Like you are just on an island. Yeah. You know, it's not, uh, um, it's not like Borderlands where you're going to have like all sorts of crazy acid pools and stuff. But uh, toxic waste. Um, there were, there were, yeah, there were definitely some, some. some I took a knee here and there. Hell yeah. Definitely. I want to play it so bad, Jones. The way they, especially because they, they cut corners in other places. I was like, ah, oh, you didn't with that vista. Nice. Mm. I, you, you smartly spent money on that one. The cut corners make you appreciate the not cut mm-hmm. corners even more. And such is gaming. <laughs> uh, the, the the way you're talking about this game and the things that you're specifically responding to make me really want you to play Divinity Original Sin 2 because yeah, uh, I mean it's it's a lot. It's a, it's, it's a like, huge to me, it's game like to tackle. Reading War and Peace, you know, right. it's just like yeah, I know, I know. It is, but, and I have played. It. I did. Yeah. I cracked it open, and I you know I did I did start a campaign, I and just, I could. Tell everyone why it's good. I, I know why. It's just like I just feel like once it got its hooks in you, you probably wouldn't be able to stop. Yeah, yeah. 
think Divinity is the kind of thing where you you can watch that for thirty minutes and like, that, you, there it is. That's the game. You can yeah. you, you can just watch three characters talk to one NPC and it's like, holy cow! If that keeps going, right? Like I, that's that's dense. I think that's the thing that's so remarkable about Divinity, though, is it is it has the long and the short game where. Yeah all the different areas are distinctly memorable and the writing between characters is so wonderful, but it's also how things develop over hours and hours and hours and hours uh, that is also very good. But, you know, whatever, because you said the forbidden word, Jones. Of course you did. You always do. I do. I I really have a bad habit. Really feel like you always say the forbidden word. And you and I both know exactly what it is. Like, the second it came out of your mouth, there was no way the demons were going to let that slide. Aperitif. <laughs> yeah, of course. Whatever that means. I don't know. I don't know what aperitif means. They didn't know either. They were pissed about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, our caught in a frame trap game today. I'm actually very excited An about this. An alcoholic drink taken before a meal to stimulate the appetite. Oh. That's exactly what I was going for. Okay. 100%. Wait, what context? An alcoholic drink you take before a meal to stimulate yeah, the appetite. Yeah, but I don't even remember the context that you said it. I was saying that th- this is something that I would enjoy before this thing. Mm. So I wanted it to be like an hors d'oeuvre. I, I, hors d'oeuvre was the first word that came to my mind, but mm. it wasn't right. But that's the Dude, thing. Is I tr- Jones. I tr- well, that's the thing is I try to dig deep and I get us in trouble every time. You, well... The, the demons. You know. The demons. Uh, I have pulled Metacritic quotes for either the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie okay. or Detective Pikachu. Ooh. And you have to tell me if this blurb refers to Detective Pikachu okay. or Sonic the Hedgehog movie. You're I've both seen, competing against one another. I've seen Pikachu, so. Um, I've seen neither. I, obviously, to not make it too obvious, I might say, like, blank in in place of the actual sure, sure. word, or I may have cut the quote a little bit short, but bear with me. All right, number one. The film's plot is either too much or too little, but whatever you decide, it's best to give up any expectations of true logic and just go with the flow. Pikachu. Pikachu. That is Pikachu. You both get a point. That is from the Austin Chronicle. Number two, this one hour and 44 minutes of blank short circuits your brain. Sonic. Sonic. Detective Pikachu. Ah. This is one hour and 44 minutes of blank short circuiting your brain. I wish my brain was short circuited. <laughs> just in general? Yeah, we're just watching that movie. I that see. Was, that's my goal. That's my. Did that's you see I recommend. Detective Pikachu? I did. I watched okay. it with Amanda. Did we you like it? Loved it. Nice. Loved it. All about it. expectations, baby. Number three. I, I'm here to show up later and say the things about Pokemon that Kyle hates. That's okay. Right. That's where you, Great. you count on. I will show up Great. a, a you're week just like, later. Like you've got like a, a broom and like a bin and you're just like cleaning up. It's the... like my bat signal. Kyle complaining about something. <gasps> <gasps> Number three. It's not quite as bad as the awful trailer threatened. Just dull, bland, and pointless. Sonic. Sonic. That's Sonic. That's from the Irish Times. Uh, the second one, the Pikachu one, was New York Times. Number four. It's an enjoyable movie night combination of lightning quips, genuine friendship, and observational humor. Pikachu. Sonic. Sonic. Oh, Sonic is the ahead. friendship. 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 Well, they, Bonds. They both, they both have that human CG bond. That is yeah. from We Got This Cupboard. Oh, no. That's La- Last one. Blank is another demonstration of the things that tend to go wrong when a movie is spun out from source material with little plot and skimpy characterization. Sonic. I'm gonna say Sonic because spun out, spun out, dude. It's a pun. It is Sonic. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Huber, yes. Huber claims the victory, four to three. You guys both did pretty yeah, well yeah. at that game. Spun out. Uh, Huber, 
since you won, you will have the honor of breaking us out of the frame trap. Maybe do something Sonic or Pikachu related, sure. just just as a, a goal. Uh, but before we get there, we've got uh, some wonderful sponsors to shout out and our relatively new shout out tier. You can find out more at patreon.com slash easy allies. And uh, I think the... I want to keep throwing a, a spicy new thing. This isn't that spicy. But I want to keep throwing a new thing on these shout-outs. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a name, and then I'm going to quickly point to one of you, and you have to shout-out. But okay. you don't know who I'm going to point to. Okay? No, okay. Okay. All right. Our first shout-out is... Elthanis! Shout-out. Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout-out. Caleb Togi Crawford. Shout out. Will Schmuck. Shout out. Mr. One Luigi. Shout out. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. Thank you to all of our wonderful shout out tier patrons. Huber, would you like to break us out of the frame trap? Yeah, I want to do the. Um, I want to do a co op thing. I want to do um, like a spin dash. Okay. This will be our Sonic. But Ben, you have to do the huh. noises. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's me playing any Sonic. I, I hope right that. <laughs> <laughs> hope that was. Do you not like Sonic? I'm. I love Sonic. I'm bad at it. Oh, we should. Oh man, I would I love get caught a, like, the flow, and I I put the blinders. Come on. Gotcha. Gotcha. The gotcha. sound, just like as a kid, just doing the spin dash in in place, just mashing it, charging it up. I would just sit there. Run out of time. And at the after. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Will a spin dash be done or used in the movie? What I do you think? Yeah. Spin dash? Yeah. Spin dashing? Of course. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, it's a pretty advanced move. We're only in the first movie. I mean, how many of these are there going to be? They're going to burn the spin dash straight away? Yeah, I've I seen fans like clip stuff out of trailers. and Easy thing yeah, to right. burn. What do you think the, the most obscure reference is going to be? Uh, there's going to be a mid-credits tease, but the post-credits tease will be Big the Cat related. I would love just like a chow to show up in the movie randomly. Yep. Knuckles, mid-credits. Amy, post-credits. Amy. Oh, man. Like, CG Amy might be... Hmm. Is Tails in this yet? I don't. Know. I, I mean, I didn't they haven't see shown Tales him. In the, I haven't seen the movie, Dude. so I can't say for oh, sure. I gotta but I got to see this. Huber, you finished uh, recently. Blasphemous. Blasphemous. Neat. Uh, I've talked about it. Brad's talked about it a little bit, but yeah. you've, I think you were the only one of us that have actually has actually played all the way through it. Dude, uh, it's my Metroidvania initiative over the last couple years. Where slowly but surely, I'm just trying to finish all of the like newer games. It's like mm -hmm. umbrella. I'm with yeah. The, I'm with the Metroidvania. I'm with the Metroidvania initiative. initiative. <laughs> and, and I just code. I'm always playing a Metroidvania now on the side, just mm. chipping away here and there. It's funny because I feel like you've got like four or five different side games where like I ask you about it, yeah. it's like, oh, it's my side real game. Real on the side, real yeah. on the side. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting, like the whole the whole vibe of how easy is it to pick up and remember where I was yeah. is a major point for you if you're going to keep doing this. Yes, yes. Uh, this, like, don't stop. Got to stop after you beat a boss or something. Really good place to uh, remember. Sure. Good break point. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Blasphemous, 
Visually, obviously, is the main takeaway from this game. It just looks so good. Uh, maybe a little disturbing to some people, though. It is very graphic. It's like... Yeah, very graphic violence. Yeah, just a couple of bosses there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so pretty disturbing art, but beautiful nonetheless. Um, the music is phenomenal. Really, really good music that didn't get its hooks in me until very late, actually, mm. when I just realized. Because there's there's a thing where that I appreciate where it'll just keep going, the music, in a way. Like, in between loads, or, you know, you're looking at the menus, it'll maybe dim a little bit. Sure. Then you'll fight, a, fight something, and it'll kind of pick up a little bit. But it's very, like, dynamic with the music, which I really appreciated. Um, yeah, even when you die, it, it kind of stops, but then kind of comes back up where you were, because you're dying, you know, you're going to die in this game. But... The thing I want to sell about Blasphemous, other than the art, like if you like the art, I think that's the biggest draw because mm. it is, it is. I do love the art. So, yeah, it's really I can't overhype how how good this game looks uh, enough. But uh, it's the accessibility of this. There's not too many items. There's not too many moves you need to learn. Uh, there's not a lot of weapons. There's no like Symphony of the Night gear and all this. It's it's, you know, attack, parry, slide and dodge, and platforming, and that's really it. Uh, it comes down to execution. It comes down to execution. So it was never overwhelming with things I needed to learn. Learn. It was very simple. Of mm -hmm. okay, I just need to need to get this one or two these one or two things right, uh, in my progression. Is it fair to say that? Gothic fantasy is perhaps the best aesthetic. It's certainly like <laughs> top well, three. I mean, I mentioned it's I certainly mentioned like top three. In Bloodborne, I was like, well, fine. I've said bad things about every Souls game to this point, but right. I'm clearly playing this. Yeah. But it, this isn't Bloodborne. This isn't, this is kind of its own thing. It's like, definitely almost... got the Soulsborne DNA in it, for sure. You hmm. die, you can come oh, back sure. and replay. He's just your... saying from, from an aesthetic oh, standpoint. Okay. But literally, ju yeah, just of the bosses that I've yeah. seen of the, the main character. There's almost it's... kind of like a Catholicism. Like, yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Jones. Yeah. Very religious. It's religious souls. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which is which is which is kind of like you were saying. It, it, it has that beauty and unsettling nature. You know, it's like The Exorcist. You know, it's like that's a gorgeous soundtrack, but it's also a horrifying movie. Yes. And so I, I love that 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 fine edge between. Yeah. Um, when you get into that stuff with uh, really really creepy um, horror. For sure. You just made me think of Visual like horror. like religious Genesis games, and like if if a if a Christian organization was like. Religious souls, religious like souls. Yeah. Jesus souls, or yeah. something like it was their take <laughs> totally. on on souls. Uh, yeah. But I think you know something that souls does at its best, anyway, is the challenge remains interesting and engaging from beginning to end, yes. right? And and is that the case here, or do you, do you reach a point where it becomes a little easy? Or it's funny. The part I streamed, I streamed one part of this game. Pretty late, so spoilers be warned. I streamed maybe in the 60 to 70% of the way through range. That was the most frustrating part of the entire game, yeah. and it wasn't even bad. It's not terrible. Like, the challenge of this game felt right for me. I died, obviously, a couple times on every boss. You know, you're dying a couple times. The final boss, admittedly, took me, like, 10, 15 tries. It's the final boss of the game. Right. Uh, but really nice... 
difficulty climb throughout kind of tapers off at parts goes up some bosses are actually were actually pretty pretty chill you'd beat them on like the yeah. second or third try so the challenge felt right and because there aren't all a million things to keep track of mm. it always feels like you can beat it mm-hmm. you know it's like oh well i'm not missing out on this weapon plus eight stats right. it's like i just got to execute here i can do this this sounds really disturbing, but I do always appreciate it. And, you know, obviously something that Doom gets so right is the way things die. Yes. The way things die in Blasphemous is so good. Yeah. They just die in the most disgusting ways possible. Yeah. And if, uh, like, the. Uh, there, you can, like, stun them or get, a, like, a kill, like an execution. You can get an execution attack, and it's so rare. That every time you do it, it's really satisfying because then it is some disturbing kill animation. One of the enemies, he just like grabs by the hair and just keeps hacking at the head. It's like wow, crazy kills. Really, really, really so graphic game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the criticism, <laughs> dialogue, story. For me personally, I'm just speaking for me. Like below subpar. Like bad story and, and uh, like what dialogue. was like, there wasn't good or there wasn't enough what was there I was not never into mm. I was never mm. you know into the lore the voice acting was was pretty bad mm. um, this is a smaller budget game mm. uh, but yeah the, yeah the voice acting was rough story is rough um, but combat and progression and exploration were all spot on man that is something that I feel like nothing has, there have been so many games inspired by Souls, Mm -hmm. but nothing has really captured the mystique and the lore as well as Souls. Like, no no other Souls-like, I I think, has made me so obsessed with finding out more about the world and, like, ravenously consuming information. And 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 obviously, you know, Blasphemous is not the same thing, but... Then the bullet points are there, you know, you're going into, like, weird worlds and these creatures, you know, gods are there and they're talking to you and, like... All the DNA is there for an interesting story and world and lore, but I think just with the voice acting and the writing, they couldn't deliver. I will say, though, no spoilers, when I finished the game, I was intrigued, obviously because I like the game, I want more Blasphemous, but uh, even when I was finished, I was like, oh, I want to know even I want to know more about the actual world of Blasphemous mm. going forward with a sequel. Like, oh, that's what they did there is pretty interesting. I want to know mm. more about that. So they got me at the end with the story, potentially moving forward but stinger in this one uh you know stay for the stay for the exploration and combat and art Mm. did you find the exploration satisfying like outside of just going through an area to progress you know shout out to just game developers out there i can't imagine balancing games like this or just a game balance in general whether it's an mmo or a card game or a metroidvania fighting game balance fighting (laughs) game yeah just there's only a few fast travel points there's like four or five i think five unless i missed any but there's like five fast travel points so a lot of times you need to manually progress through places to get to other Mm. places and that has the potential to be so annoying i went through that with hollow knight where it was never really annoying, but it like was almost there mm. when it's like, you gotta go all the way back just for this one little thing. Uh, I think Blasphemous really did it, got it right mm. with uh, spacing and distancing and fast travel. It was never really 
annoying to move around. Cool. So solid Metrovania if you're still looking. If you're looking for any. Brandon, I think you've got the uh, heartbreak of this episode. This is a game that yeah. you were... Uh, I've been pretty glowing about the other two, though. Right, that's true. You you were... It's just It breaks my heart because like you were the only one <laughs> of the nine of us that were even cared about this game. And you like kept bringing it up, and you're like, oh, did we get that in yet? And I, I could just sense this like childlike excitement for you to play Dark Crystal Tactics. And it never... It, it didn't live up to your expectations. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we are plenty busy here at Easy Allies. We do a lot of stuff. Play I a think, lot of games. Yeah, I think um, uh, one thing that sometimes I don't mean for it to be a slight, but in some ways it can be, is when we don't review something that we've played. <laughs> you know, it's like it's in one case with Blasphemous, we're yeah. playing it so much later. Yeah. But I got I got this code in, in advance, and I played a, a good portion of it before the game came out, and just hit a point where I'm like, I don't need to make a video being like this game is bad. Like it's a twenty dollar licensed game. Breakpoint. Um, Sorry. Remember right, yeah. where I was well, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. But we, you know, we made, I think, yeah. I think a little frame trap convo yeah. will do it. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I actually, uh, this put me in a unique position, which I haven't, I can't recall being in, in other uh, instances with other games where played a lot of it before the embargo, didn't review it, but read a lot of reviews that day. Um, because it, you know, admittedly there were like five. Just, this was not a game that a lot of people were checking out. It's on uh, Switch, PS4. Um, I played it on PS4, um, and I think the main thing for me, and it's it's interesting because sometimes when you do, when you're dealing with licensed material and you go into an adaptation. I really want to keep an open mind in terms of gameplay, in terms of how it's structured, specifically with tactics, because it's like the the how they handle the tactics and the combat really should be the core of kind of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't want to get hung up on this, but I will because it's Dark Crystal. Yeah. Uh, the production values are just atrocious in this game, yeah. man. And not the actual gameplay. Like, how the characters look in the game is, is fine. Like, uh, um the abilities that they have is, is fun. Uh, one example of just like above and beyond was uh, one of my favorite and quite frankly, one of the best characters from Age of Resistance, tact- uh, Age of Resistance, the Netflix show, is this uh, podling named Hup. And he is this little he's a short guy who carries around a spoon and he wants to be a paladin. Paladin! And he, so he's like trying to protect people and he's clearly just like outmatched. Does he say it just like that? Paladin! That's pretty good. And he's clearly Amazing. outmatched. Like his, his English, like some parts he speaks in English, some parts he speaks in his native tongue. And he's just this adorable character and he's, He's puppeteered so wonderfully, and he has so much personality. And I'm just like, oh, it's going to be a blast to play as this guy. And he has, like, his own skill tree. And a lot of crazy, so crazy outfits he never wears in the show. Ability, you get, like, one is, like, chef. And he, like, spices things up. And awesome. he does all this crazy. And I'm like, oh, great. Again, like, I was not that interested to actually follow that skill tree to do that in combat. Because I'm like, I want to get through this game, so I want to be effective. And, like, I don't know how cute I want to get with, like, what abilities I give them. Um, so how they were represented in the game... Uh, it's fun. They do a lot of things that make sense for the characters. Female Gelfling can fly, which is established actually in the, the Dark Crystal film and in the show. And flight is a fun thing in tactics because you can move and it's an ability they have. So uh, even after you move them a certain amount of spaces, you can then fly up to higher spaces. And so you can have one female character like move a considerable distance. Um, the rest of the game just looks so ugly. And it blows my mind that they... it, it Like, 
I don't know anything about this game's development. Um, it came out way later than I was expecting because we all, you know, like for for you know those of us that enjoyed the Netflix show, that happened, and then mm. it's just like you know half a year I, later, I can't this game not comes out. Bring up every time you mention this game, I can't not bring up Stranger Things three, the game, right? Because that game is amazing. Everything kind of clicks. Yes. It has a retro vibe. Yes, but it knows it. Yeah, this game really doesn't know what to do. Mm. Uh, there is there is nothing used from the film. No dialogue. No cutscenes. No stills. No art. Nothing. It's all completely remade for this game and remade poorly. Uh, there's an overworld map that you go that's just like just 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 looks bad. I mean, it's just like I, you know, I just don't think it would be that hard to to paint something that looks a little more interesting. Uh, it's very 2D. It's very flat. Uh, the icons for each area that you finished are super small, like really really small. Like I'm like, is that a checkpoint? Did I finish that? You know, I can't imagine on Switch being like, I can't even see like what I'm looking at. Really confusing in a way that like there'll be one area and you click on it and it just loads a cutscene and like that's it that's all that area will ever be and it's like yeah I understand replaying the cutscene but it's just a, it's gotta be a cleaner way you can do this uh, they redid their own art so like they're recreating these really big impactful amazing moments that they created with with you know computer effects and you know real time effects and puppets and all this stuff and then just doing this real kind of wonky art and just being like I oh, yeah that scene and it's like why on earth six months later would I want to revisit this story when you could just grab a still from the show like mm-hmm. what are you doing? it has Netflix in the the title from the game when you like boot up the game it's like mm-hmm. has the developer and the engines and Netflix right there the logo it's just so strange to me that they didn't use anything probably the music is the same none of it really resonated or, or, or popped out for me um and the dialogue, like the 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 menus, when you go into uh, when you're picking abilities, or you're selecting characters, or you're going their skill trees and stuff like that, it just feels like a mobile game. It's just a lot of just circles and squares and really basic text. And like the when you pick a character, like their their portrait has like a little flourish on the edge, and like that's it. This is the only part of the game where they're like, ooh, here's a little here's a little pizzazz. Mm. And it just seems so bizarre, not only to be on a Henson something, but specifically Dark Crystal. This this world that is just so immaculately produced. Even if you have no interest in seeing the show, if you just watch the documentary for like how that show was put together. And so it was so interesting me going into Age of Resistance, the show, and being like, I don't know, I'm really nervous. It's a huge show and I, you know, I didn't necessarily need more like a prequel to this. I don't know. And then walking out being like, wow, that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. That would look so much better. And the story was so interesting. And then this tactics game and being like, Oh, silly little tactics game. And like, I'm underwhelmed. What? Like why <laughs> my expectations mm-hmm. for both of these things mm-hmm. were so bizarre. That said, I read reviews. I read people that beat it and finished it. It is deep. You can, uh, there's a, a ton of, of flexibility that you have mm-hmm. in, in modding out your characters Seemed kind of odd to me. Like, there's, for example, there's a character uh, named Deet who uh, grew up in caves. Her eyes are really pretty. They're, she has no pupils. So there's just these big, like, glass purple orbs as her eyeballs. And she's the one that travels around with Hup. And I saw her and was like, oh, and I looked at the skill tree and I'm like, oh, you're going to be my damage uh, magic dealer. And the game's like, yes, but if you want this crazy job at the bottom of her skill tree, you also need to make her a scout. Hmm. And it's like, I no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend 20 hours having this character do something she did not do at all in the show mm. and play a thing that I already have him. I already have a scat. You know, it was just a lot of like busy work to yeah. maybe try to achieve something at the end. And they even warn you. There's even one like tool tip that comes up in a loading screen. That's like, you have to do lots of work if you want to get to that, that last class, that hmm. like third tier. And I was just like, eh. And then just you, right you feel the- like you can see... The intent there, but 
it doesn't yeah. change the fact that it is really annoying and, and like for you a said, busy work. Yeah, for a licensed thing. Again, if they weren't licensed, if it was like, this is in the world of Halo or Mass Effect and it's all new characters and you can make this character who you're just meeting for the first time be anything you want, great, you yeah. know? Um, but, you know, being like, yeah, that guy who's the warrior, make him a mage. And it's like, that's that's not really Stranger what Stranger Things for here. nailed that. Everyone you're using is like spot on that's, to their personality. For a $20 Feels game, right. I get that's, that's what I need. That's what yeah. I really would have had fun with. And kind of that's why I didn't review it because it's like, I'm just, I'm not the biggest tactics guy. Final mm. Fantasy Tactics is probably my favorite tactics game. It's probably the, the best, or one of the best tactics games. Um, probably one of the best Final Fantasy stories, you know, from all of the research that I've done on the subject, which is fairly extensive over the years, but um, of games that I have not played, that I've, I've read the stories of and, and done features on. Um, so I guess if you're coming out of the tactics route, if you're a tactics fan, that you're like, yeah, Dark Crystal's fine. You're, you're probably going to have a, a lot of fun, actually. It's, it, it's interesting. There's a lot of freedom. Uh, later on, they started to do a lot of fun things, like water levels rising and uh, Still, though, I think threats coming in, wind that would push everybody off, so you had to, like, get everybody behind a rock. <laughs> Um, but like right when this game had like a sharp difficulty spike, I was like, I'm not, I can't put up with this. Mm. Yeah, like that's really awesome and and great that there's you know a deep combat system and then the tactics themselves you know is is a sound system. But there's a license game, you need that that charm. That's so part yeah. of it for me. You it know? wasn't interesting to revisit yeah. the story. I I didn't really feel I was these characters were represented in a super fun way. I mean, they were like right when I started playing them, but just like you know, hmm. ten hours later, it's like hey, I just don't know if I want to keep going. So I think yeah, it's like the most damning review I can make of this game that like I stopped. You know, it's twenty bucks. So again, if you are you know you're like oh man, tactics on Switch, let's do it. Or if you're like I just love that show so much, I really want to play as these characters. Right. Uh, it's fun because I think there are four, five maximum characters you can bring in. Hmm. And like, if you follow the show, if you're like, okay, I, yeah, I, I know there are lots of Fellowship. other, you know, just like Smarga. It's like, oh, okay, he wasn't in the show, but sure. Like, I need a, yeah, I need a mage. And if I want to make them all Gilfling, sure. I'll just, I'll throw him, I'll throw him in there. But um, uh, if you want to play as the, the heroes, if you want to really put that team together, it's like, it's fun to get to that point. I, I feel like everything you're telling me though, it's a hard sell, especially comparing it on Switch, where it's like, if it's not a good outlet for Dark Crystal fandom, why would I play it over Fire Emblem Three Houses, which has oh my four goodness. different routes? Oh, yeah, forget and just, about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. and just had well, DLC that came out. I mean, like, well, that's, yeah, you know. true, but, yeah. but then you also, even comparing it to something like Wargroove, right, which, yeah. like, just purely from an aesthetic level is immediately charming and vibrant and colorful. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, there just seem to be, like, much better options out there. Or if you've never played Final Fantasy Tactics, it's not too late. It's not on <laughs> Switch, though. It's in a lot of other things. It's yeah. a lot of other things. It's, yeah. on, it's, your other things. it's on your phone right now. Yeah. Um, and so I feel, I feel bad. I, I only feel bad because it's we, we don't get a lot of licensed games based on a thing. And so I was yeah. actually kind of like, yeah. I, I, I think one of the reasons why I, I jumped on your radar for being a fan of it was I was shocked when I first saw the trailer. I was like, oh, get out. Really? Mm -hmm. We're getting a Dark Crystal Age of Resistance anything? Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, yeah, tactics, okay, that's that's interesting. It's just like, um, if you really want to just devour all this has to offer, um, the I'm a fan of Dark Crystal gets sucked out real quick, and uh, there's just a lot of stat pushing and, you know, completionist type stuff, but just not, nothing that intrigued me whatsoever to keep going. Gotcha. It was a, it was a hard quit. It was a quit. It was a quit that made me feel good. You know, it's one of those made me feel you know, good. One of those you put on the shelf and like you take a deep breath afterwards. Like, woof. Yeah. Yesterday I thought I was going to keep going, but today is a new day. Neo one. 
Those felt are good. good. Yeah. Quit. <laughs> I'll be there for Neo Two day that, one. That one burns me because yep. I, oh, I like Neo One. It's way too long, but it's way too yeah. Long. I know. I'd finish way Neo too One. Long. Loved it. I, I, way too long. It is way too long. Uh, <laughs> way too long. The game that I, that felt good to quit recently was Kakarot, DBZ Kakarot. I was <laughs> like, this is not <laughs> strong enough to go all the yeah. way with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I was really hoping by the time that we shot this frame trap that I'd be done with it. I'm not done with it. And part of the reason I feel like I'm not done with it is because I'm enjoying it so much. And that is Tokyo Mirage Sessions, yeah. which I talked about last time. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this game. Uh, but man, it is something because what is enjoyable about it, I feel like is, is different than a lot of other RPGs. And I want to hammer home how good progression is in this game. I think, I think that's probably the number one thing of what makes Tokyo Mirage Sessions so good to me. And, uh, I talked about, you know, leveling up your characters and then, like raising their stage ranks so you can get new side quests and the side quests are like amazingly charming and goofy and fun and you actually get meaningful rewards out of them which is nice but there are just so many ways in which you progress and it just keeps getting more and more satisfying and so last time I mentioned that you have these sessions attacks and I think both of you guys would really like this where basically if you hit an enemy's weak point your other party members will come in. It'll be like, oh, you hit that enemy's weak point. Well, I have an attack that I earned from leveling up that when you hit the weak point, I jump in and this other person jumps in and you can just keep building it. So once you get later on in the game and you have every party member, you're doing like hit after hit after hit after hit and it's really fun just doing this like pain train of damage on an enemy. <laughs> pain train. Yeah, and it's, it's just... I, I feel like with... Turn-based RPGs, right? A uh, 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 struggle that can happen is is making them like viscerally satisfying, right? Because like in an action game or a first-person shooter, you are pulling the trigger, you're hitting that button to fire the gun, you're swinging the sword. Whereas when you're just picking stuff from menus, there's a little bit of a disconnect. And so I think this system of chaining things together kind of gives you. Uh, that visceral satisfaction in a way that that other turn-based games can lack. It's something that like I love so much about like Final Fantasy VIII, right? Like hitting the R1, having the gun blade go off, that kind of feeling. Uh, it's not active like that, but I think the the sentiment is still there. But uh, it's just the way things keep going and expanding, and how like the game refuses to let you stop progressing. Where later on you get like dual these dual attacks where as you're doing a session you'll get like character portraits that'll pop up on the side and then if you hit the button at the right while it's going on they'll do a big flashy special attack where they team up and it's like way over the top and super cinematic and so it's super fun to pull off um but you're leveling up weapons you're leveling up stage rank to get those side quests you're leveling up characters but Eventually, you get to a point where it's like, do you just want to level up those weapons again? And so you can just do that, where it's like, well, I don't have any new weapons where I can... Because weapons dictate 
the skills that you're learning. So as you level up weapons, you get new skills. And they're like, well, you don't have any new weapons to level up. You just want to level up old ones and make them like plus one and plus two. And then as you do that, you're making all of your abilities that you have mapped to your character even stronger. And so like just the process of leveling up or grinding is so satisfying because you feel like you're going in all these directions at once. And that that is something that I mentioned on the last frame trap, but I just want to emphasize where it just like it just like refuses to let up. Uh, and that's really good. But uh, the other thing is just like the levity. I don't even remember what we were talking about, Brandon, but I feel like I love when a game is just trying to have a good time uh-huh. or, or just trying to be goofy in a lot of different ways. And um, in chapter four, there's this scene where this this director is being possessed by these things called mirages. And he's kind of like this snooty director and uh, he, he doesn't think that one of your main party members is a good enough actress. And so you have to kind of go and, f- and figure out, like, how to give him what he wants. And once you actually get to that point, it plays out the scene. And she is pretending to be this detective that when she sneezes, it's like launched from Dragon Ball. She has this, like, bad personality. And it's just, like, goofy and fun and dumb and theatrical. And so many things are like that. It's just, like... They're kind of fans of all of these things, whether it's like Power Rangers S shows or these detective stories or all these things. And it's all set in this really bubbly kind of bubblegum world that is just like schmaltzy and fun and light. Like, I don't know. I, I uh, it's, it's nice. I, I feel like there's so many like brown and gray <laughs> realistic things um, that it's, it's, it's actually Huber... I think a big part of like why you like Dragon Quest and I like Dragon Quest is it's just so jolly, comforting. right? It's so jolly. It's <laughs> like you're you're yeah. wrapping that blanket around yourself. And yep. I really think Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, gives the same kind of thing. It's also a matter of consistency. High praise, I think. Ben. Yeah. Uh, you gotta you gotta hit that tone and keep that tone, and you gotta know how far you can stretch that in either direction. You know, right. like how if you want to add drama, because you, you need to, like you need to have stakes for these mm-hmm. characters. Um, if you want to, you know. Uh, like you said, there's so many characters. Like you, I, I, I don't want them all to bleed together. I want to be able to pick my favorites, you know. Right. But at the same time, you want to have these funny moments, you know, as well. Um, yeah, I, obviously I, something like blasphemous is like a whole different, you know, range. But there's still a range, you know. And, and as long as you stay in there, yeah. then I know what to expect. Then I can really enjoy things. Still be shocked, but kind of feel like I know what I'm expecting. I know what I know what I'm in for. And speaking of uh, just the characters, um, I think something that is a mark of a good JRPG is like. You're going to have preferences with the characters, but I think they're all, like, reasonably strong. And I think that was something about Dragon Quest XI that that really stuck with me is I like all these people that are in my party. Like, you know, beyond just their utility in battle, I enjoy getting to learn more about them. Um, I think the frustrating thing, and I'm actually curious to know where you guys fall on this because I'm kind of at a point where it's like, whatever. Like, there are enough other good things that I don't want to harp on this too much. But... A lot of the story co- telling comes down to, oh no, I'm facing this terrible thing. I really need to believe in myself. Right. You know, like just, just like the most. You gotta do what? Typical. <laughs> like, We're all believing, believing in each other. Oh, absolutely. Oh, but then, then, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> give me it. Give me it all. That's the storytelling oh, that I'm talking yeah. about. Where it's like I've got to reach Dude. down in with me and like, oh, I couldn't have done this without you. Ben, it's, it's a lot uh, of that over and over and over again. Then before, when I woke up this morning, there was a zero percent chance I would ever 
in my life play this game. Mm. Now we're like the, over 50%. The, the power of friendship yeah. has yeah. put that above yeah. 50%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if, if, you know, the power of friendship and, you know, personal belief done in an anime aesthetic nice. is, is tiring to you, I definitely think that will stick out like a sore thumb in this. But if you're like, if you could handle it, yeah. For sure. Um, Jones, something I don't think you would like, you specifically, um, and Persona is like this as well. Uh, the areas that you go to like are very, very, very small. So mm. if it's like, oh, I'm going to this place, it's like this one screen. Yeah. And then if I want to go into town, I just open a map and go there. It's yeah. not like this huge sure. connected thing. So I think that way. As long as the bit. important characters have a place where they do important things, right, Jones? Like, oh, this, sure. This no, person, yeah. ne- where does this person live? Where does this person work? These are Jones questions. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our our inf- infamous feud with uh, Bossman regarding Peter, Par- Peter Parker's apartment in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Why would I want to go to Peter Parker's apartment? It's like, why wouldn't you want to go to... Yeah. Why do you go to the lab? Why do you go to the museum? Well, who cares? Do you think the reason you two get along so well is because you are like matter and antimatter? Like, sure, but it's fun. I mean, I was just thinking about that's that's just what's great about. It. I think that happens. It depends on the context, you know. It's like uh, there are some things you know, Kyle and I are very much aligned on. But I think about you, you know, growing up playing Pokemon and Mega Man, and, mm-hmm. and you know, like all the stuff I was not playing, you know. Yeah. But then, you know, Final Fantasy VI, yeah. we come together. Wow. Yeah, that, that is something that is interesting about you is I, I feel like your entry points for things, I guess Final Fantasy VI isn't atypical, but mm. like... Uh, just, I definitely blew right past Final Fantasy One and Two, aka 4. But um, I just think it it's really so took fascinating. Till six for me to be like, oh, I feel like a lot of people don't I was junk I was like, Chrono Trigger, give it all to me. <laughs> like, I, I got into Pokemon... As a very young kid, yeah. and all my friends were into Pokemon, whereas right. like you got into Pokemon as an adult, and you yeah. really fell for it. And so I just think that's fascinating yeah. that that you know at, at a much different age and time and perspective. Never late bloomer, yeah, never too late. That's cool. Yep. Well, that is all the games that we have to talk about. But we are not done talking. Some would say that this is the hottest part of the episode. You hear that music? <laughs> I can hear something. Music setting the tone. For the Otake! Um, Today, I want to talk about something that is often complained about and is not new or fresh or really that hot. Frame rates. uh, Not frame rates, (laughs) no. No, I think just talking about frame rates generally might be a little hard. But uh, Nintendo just announced uh, some more... Games coming to their online service. Yeah. And it, you know, hit me like a bolt. I was like, boy. A bolt of lightning. Nintendo's online service is really frustrating. And, like, in a way that it totally doesn't have to be. And uh, I wanted to ask the question, are we not hard enough on Nintendo? Do we give Nintendo a pass too quickly? Because the way that they present things... I feel like so many of Nintendo's problems, like you look at them and you feel like you could fix them in a second. And obviously nothing is ever that simple, but sometimes you just want Nintendo to play a ball a little bit more. Like there are so many SNES games that they could put out there. They they there are they could just be more <laughs> generous. They could put more platforms out there. They could 
do more. Their online could be more robust. It could be special. It is cheap, which is nice, and it's something that should be said. But uh, I get frustrated sometimes where it's like, oh, yeah, I bought that virtual console game. I guess I'll have to plug in my Wii U to play these GBA games in the way that I want to or whatever. And it just doesn't need to be this way. Like, I want to give them money. I want, I love the Switch. I, I adore the Switch in so many ways. But I just feel like Nintendo doesn't always respect my enthusiasm as a fan in the way that sometimes I feel like other companies do. I think the NES and SNES classics, though, are steps in the right direction. Just offering... I mean, obviously you had to pay for the things, but it was like offering ways to play, you know, their legendary games. Because I equate them to like, like Disney. When I think of Disney and Nintendo, it's like so similar of just these giant corporations that have all of our dreams and hopes and our loves <laughs> of growing up. You know, it's right. it's our a lot of our childhoods are wrapped up in these companies, and they are so protective. Oh no! Hold on, though. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna throw mm -hmm. Disney back at you yeah. because yes, Disney is a notoriously protective company, but I also feel like Disney is, at least in some ways, readily adapting to the times in ways that Nintendo isn't. Because, mm -hmm. boy, Disney Plus, you can watch like a a a gigantic Extensive. chunk <laughs> of the Disney catalog, right? Because that's the way the world is going. And I'm not saying yeah. Nintendo has to. Be Disney Plus exactly, but I, that that mentality of, I guess, offering that value to people because the options exist. For sure. You know what is going to be an amazingly intense moment, potentially, is when the next-gen consoles launch. Are these things going to be backwards compatible? Will the PS5 be able to play PS1 through 5, all your games? I think when th that happens and that becomes a standard... Just like being able to play your entire catalog and backlog or, you know, your back catalog of games, maybe that'll put more pressure on Nintendo to do the same. Maybe they're waiting for this moment when they can flex their entire history of games. Yeah. Just spitballing, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe waiting to pounce is a good way to, to, to look at it, but I just, I feel like Nintendo is in a pretty strong position right now where... You know, to this day, I think we're still kind of marveling at the novelty of being like, oh, I can play Onimusha in my hands wherever I go. Like, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. And I, I, I still think that magic for the Switch is there that I want to see them just keep pushing it because, you know, more companies are getting into the mix. You know, we, GeForce Now is, is, is happening, and that's something that you can play on the go on your phone and your laptop. You know, xCloud is just doing iOS testing, mm -hmm. like... Other companies are, are coming, and yes, they're not exactly the same, but I think Nintendo has such a strong library to leverage that their reluctance to leverage it more effectively seems weird, I guess. Hmm. I think the only person that can pressure Nintendo is Nintendo. I don't think there's any podcast or influencer or executive. Or... Do you think Blood could? Yeah. Not even Blood. Blood can get in the Not door, blood, but yeah. but it's funny. Like Little We have pretend. a Nintendo podcast, and Damiani spends so much of his time just harping on Nintendo. <laughs> like, yeah. There's so many Nintendo announcements I've brought to Damiani. I've like, do you hear about this? He's like, yeah, that's not as exciting as you think it is. Or, you know, will we'll, we'll correct me in some way to reset my expectations. And... 
yeah, there really is, you know, Nintendo has something that Sony and Xbox, for all of their success, wishes they have so much. Is there just no way? I mean, probably in our lifetimes, they're never going to get back to that, um, uh, like that catalog. You know, they're going to have that many characters. Like, you think about all of the people that have been added to Smash over the years, and like that's built on the fact that there were already so many characters already there. Even just in the first game, it's like these were all Nintendo properties. Like even bringing in like Pikmin and other stuff, it's like we're still in that world. You know, even if you like cut out all of the you know other stuff, you know Metal Gear and all these other crazy banjo and like all the fighting game characters and stuff, it's like it's still just a humongous library um, that resonates in a way that I don't think anything even comes close to, not even half, like on as far as how much people love yeah. like Super Mario, Mario as an icon versus right. yeah. any it's not even close and i just don't think there's the synergy between the like, tennis and, and cart and there's just so many things that were established so long ago where all the all these people come together that you you have your nathan drakes and your your kratos's and they they still just they're all kind of like sailing their own ships in different mm-hmm. directions um and yeah, so yeah i, point, I just get it i just get a sense of maybe not fear but just it's just too much risk they're just like whenever we do that um, like the way Disney, I believe, is approaching Disney Plus is they're like, we, we got you. We got you for life. You know, like now you're signed up. Now you now we can count on you giving us that money forever. And now this is now the vault. The, now we decide what you get when you get it. And for me, for as much as I consume stuff, I had the joyous moment the other day where I was just like, oh, Toy Story 4. Yeah. You know, I was like, I waited long enough. I did it. I didn't see it in theaters, and there it is. It's here. It is great. Let's do, honey. Let's watch Toy Story four tonight. We did, and I loved it. You know, so it's like I'm I'm just at that right point where I'm consuming just enough entertainment that it's rolling in. You know, at mm-hmm. the, at the, this point, I am not a online video service for television and film journalist. I am a gaming journalist primarily, and so it's like yes, I have a much different opinion when it comes to where's where's my pilot wings? Where's my you know where's my pilot wing sixty four on the Switch? I would buy that. That doesn't make sense. I think. You know, Nintendo's approaching it from a different way that Disney is. That's like if we do that with Disney Plus, there's no going back. We can't, we can't do that again. We can't relaunch that again. So it's like Nintendo keeps doing this thing where they're like now announcing, now announcing, and Disney kind of did that later. Like that's why Infinity pissed me off so much because of how much noise they made when Infinity launched. And I was like, oh okay, and then they canceled it. And now they're like, now we're gonna. Do-. I was like, well, why am I gonna be excited for this? And like I feel that way with Nintendo. Is it's just like why you know. I'm down with the NES games. I'm down with the SNES games because it's it's packaged into their online offering. So it's like that's a that's a package deal that makes sense for me because I do want to play for my job, obviously. But like I do want to play Nintendo games online, um, and so it's fun every now and then to get that email and be like, oh, cool, these four, okay, this weird Smash Tennis, great. Um, but it doesn't make sense at all to me why they wouldn't have some service that then updates. Kind of same thing with Pokemon. It's like, right. here's the new Pokemon gathering thing. It's like, for real? 20 years and we never, we didn't we didn't streamline this at some point? Like, why are we, why do you have to, huh? Why aren't you updating a thing? Why are you co- re- keep releasing a new thing? Why do you have to like cancel the old thing to give me a new thing? It and seems weird and messy and, and yeah. I, that, but, that's the but thing, right? But they make right? billions. And so you're like, what the hell do I know? Right, right. Obviously they're, they're, very successful, Pokemon and but <laughs> I don't even have a problem with the way that they're doing it now with the NES and SNES games tied to the online service and you getting new games regularly, but it just feels like they come at a glacial pace and it's not exciting. Like, they already have the thing, they're just using it in, like, the most, like, lethargic, limp yeah. way that they possibly could Like, be. why the hell 
If I'm over in their marketing department, why the hell <laughs> is PS Plus announcing the free PS Plus games every month a bigger deal than yeah. celebrating our Nintendo and Super Nintendo classics? Mm-hmm. Like, Goat Simulator should not be getting, <laughs> no offense to the Goat Simulator or whatever, but like, hey, we got Goat Simulator for free on Plus. Why is that making more news and headlines and coming at a steady, just reminded consistent me. I pace? I don't think I grabbed my January games. <laughs> and it's like, I think I missed it. You have this... this Arsenal, yeah, but and then, right. Well, there's just no rhyme or reason to it. There's not a like a, a path, and that's the thing is you can. I feel I, again. I feel bad. Again, nothing against Goat Simulator, but every now and then you play a game and you're like, "This is a PS Plus game," you know, like this. I'm coming back to this. This is a game. A lot of that sequel oriented, where they're gonna have a new game coming out, and so it's it's time you should go back and play the old MLB or whatever. Um, but. It yeah, it's so weird. Uh, I'll take this in an unexpected direction, just in terms of like Nintendo disappointments. Um, I, I I am not gonna try to change anybody else's opinion, and I very rarely I'm saving this opinion for Frame Trap just to drop this here. But we are in the Hitake section. Exclusive. Uh, there 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 is a part of me that the Kyle Bossman esque part that stands in the back of my brain with its arm folded that thinks Super Mario Maker 1 and 2 are like okay. Mm. That think basically the community behind Super Mario Maker 1 and 2 are Super Mario Maker. That it's not what the game did, but the game it's, it's, it's the this obsessive right. But that's the tools. That's the game. The game is the tools that they use, right? But it's like when I maybe my expectations were, and I granted I've I've played very little of Mario Maker Two. I should not lump Mario Maker Two. I can't strike that from the record. Mario Maker One. Struck. Um, I think I gave Mario Maker One like an eight, and I think a lot of people were like were, were mad at me. And it's like I should be unlocking art. Of these characters. Mm. I should be unlocking stories of when they were made. I should mm. be unlocking behind the scenes stuff. Like, yeah. you should treat this like, like Rare. Mega Man collection like Rare whatever, treated its thing. It's just yeah. like, why Like why is there, like, wh- when do I get to mm. the point in Nintendo where you blow this thing out? You know, it, just, it doesn't mm. seem like, for as much fun as these games are, it's, it's, you know, and for as much as I just love even games that I'm not going to play, I'm not going to touch Luigi's Mansion 3, but, like, I'm so glad it exists. You know, right. like, there's so many reasons to love Nintendo, and especially the Switch is, like, such a win. But, yeah, that, like, there's just so many things. I look at that Super Nintendo library, and it's like, I'm so stoked I get to play Super Punch-Out. But just, the, I look at this this grid, and Breath of Fire has been really good. I played Breath of Fire 1 and 2. Like, what a, what a joy. But I look at this grid of games, it's like, what's going on? You know, it just there's no rhyme or reason. There's no, this led to this, and this is prepping you for this, or or this game would be interesting beyond just cracking it open and playing it for a second, and then you move on. Like, give me a video about its creation, or an interview with somebody, or something. I, I think, Mar- I get- teach, teach me about it. That like, would be so phenomenal, Jones, I, with the resources mm, involved. That'd be, oh my I god. Get, I get... Totally get what you're saying, and in a lot of ways I agree with you. I think Mario Maker specifically is a weird game to make that case for because I, I feel like its its drive is creation, and I, I, right. I think putting too much noise around that would become frustrating for the community that wants to just have easy access to the base and, and cycle through. Yeah, this like, wouldn't like, the, gatekeep you from things. It's just right. like, again, it's just more... But I, I get what you're saying, and, and to, to maybe extend on that point, I think that is what is so incredible about Sakurai's games, is they are the blowout. Like, yes. you play oh, no a question. Sakurai game, and yeah. it is exactly what you are describing, where the hole just keeps going in super bizarre ways. Like, you're unlocking 
things. You get history, like the music player in Smash Brothers, uh, the art that you collect. Oh, the uh, World of Light is the is that the thing? The 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 the, the single player. Yeah. In, in Ultimate, like like All just of the stuff, like like the majority of things I was unlocking. It's like I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and it just keeps going. Like the, the yeah. references for the spirits and yeah. just on and on and on and on and on and on and on, where like. If you are a fan, yeah. this is a place to kind of dig in, and you feel like you are being rewarded for being a fan. And I think that is also something that is mar- remarkable about Super Smash Brothers, is it has it it has done such a good job of presenting these series and these characters that it has made a lot of people who had no idea what Earthbound was or Fire Emblem or you know probably many other things want to get into them because of how well they're presented in Smash Brothers. And so I think I don't know, sometimes I wish the thoroughness of that was was presented in more Nintendo things like yeah. you were saying where like I I think going back to the online service, it's not like they haven't offered these games before. It's just yeah. like on 3DS, they added Super Nintendo games, but they added them super late, right? Or and they were, you know, new 3DS. But uh, I, I don't know. I I just don't. I want to love these games, and I think the Switch has such a huge audience that like it would be cool if people could download like Advance Wars or the GBA Fire Emblem games or Metroid Zero Mission on their Switch. Like all of these games that I think. A new audience that wasn't there for the Wii U, that wasn't there for the GBA, would be very receptive to them and would kill on the Switch. It just seems like a gigantic missed opportunity. Maybe like release those leading up to Prime yeah. Four or something. You know, again, just some kind of like huge. story that you can frame around these things or and intro- introducing them, other than just like poof, there they are. Hubert, it, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. Do, do you think this is worth? whining about like do you do you no nintendo definitely does a lot of frustrating things but at the same time you know they've got so many things that mean the world to people i mean you know when i think of sony right i think of like god of war and uncharted like well that's like naughty dog is yeah it's sony but it's naughty dog like god of war is is so yeah okay but when i think of nintendo i think of Mario, Zelda, Mario Kart, Smash, like, Fire Emblem, all this, Metroid, you know, you were nailing it earlier, just all these properties that they are in complete control of. So I just imagine, you know, someone is always complaining about, why is this character in Smash, or where's my Mario DLC, or why are we still playing Mario Kart 8? It's like, there's a hundred things to complain to Nintendo about. You just kind of become numb to it's it after a while. so yeah. many. Or Pokemon. Nintendo does. You know. You're da- Pokemon this, Pokemon that. There's Best-selling a million. Pokemon game ever. Whereas, like, if you're yelling at yeah. Sony, it's like, let me change my PSN ID. That was a big one. But, like, you know, you're coming at Naughty Dog for something, or you're coming at, you know, who else? I can't think of any developers right now, but you know what I'm saying. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Can I plant a flag in the ground, though? Yeah. There is no reason to complain about Smash characters. No. Like, sure. there is no reason to complain about Smash characters. What a, what a Smash gift. You know, I wasn't yeah. that excited about Byleth either. Smash is a gift. There's so many goddamn characters. <laughs> Smash. We are grateful that Sakurai I, yeah. crushes his bones into dust to give us this game. It's, I have a thing. Uh, I have a thing, Ben. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of the rare topics that I would one day love to write a book about when it comes to entertainment. But I have a thing about uh, precedence. And when something is presented that is unprecedented, 
I have I get frustrated when people are angry about it. You oh. know, when they're just like, this thing that's never happened before should have happened this way. Yeah. And you're like, based on what? Yeah. Like, what are yeah. you, huh? There's nothing like Smash. Maybe we'll never be. That's insane, this mm-hmm. crazy franchise. Just any time that they're like, I even, when you went by, like, I announced, I was like, well, there we go. And it's like, no, no, that was a Pac-Man. We're getting like four more. I was like, four more? <laughs> So it many, never stops. So many characters. Like um, the added since this game launched. It never the, uh, stops. The Spider-Man puzzle controversy, like that was towards Insomniac, you know. The Where, Spider-Man. Puzzle. Remember when the puddle didn't? Oh, the, look, puddle. Oh, the puddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's like yeah. Insomniac's getting the heat. There you go. Versus sure. Sony proper. Whereas anytime Nintendo's getting heat, it's Nintendo's getting the heat. There's <laughs> there's so much heat generated <laughs> about everything now, you know. And I guess you could. Also apply this to Hotake, because it's a, it's a segment about discussing things. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, there's so much heat about every little thing now that, like, it's hard to parse what's actually a big deal and what's not, you know? And, like, so everything seems like a big deal. Well, well it's, it's not. And yeah. nothing is a big deal. T- yeah. To touch on that lightly, again, that's, that's how I handle criticism of the work that I do. No. It's just that, like, I just kind of, like, Take it all in, and then when something just hops out of that, and I go, you know what? I, I agree. I agree. I'm with yeah. you. I'm sure. with you on that. I sure. was thinking that, and then you mentioned it, so I'll change that, and yeah. not like, ah, you used eight exclamation points in all caps. So then I'll obviously do that. That's Nintendo. They're just wait. Yeah. They're ignoring all of those all caps. Yeah. You know what? Though, like, <laughs> it's just all caps. Nintendo. Maybe, maybe just thinking of Nintendo as a person, or like just thinking of Sakurai, and how yeah. he spent Sakurai, like. Decades of his life, yeah, like listening <laughs> making, to people making dreams come true. Yeah, making dreams come true, but then like people getting mad that a character wasn't in. Like think about think about how many times Sakurai has heard the same thing, and it's just like he probably doesn't even hear it anymore. Like his brain just filters out certain sentences. But the fact that what, uh, what like Reggie's doing a thing tomorrow, right? I don't know. I think at GDC, a dice, a dice, a dice right? Yeah. The fact that Reggie still is like, all right, just don't ask me about Mother 3. Like, <laughs> right. Sakurai well, still hears it, dude. It feels bad. Oh, yeah, they still hear it. But that's why he does the, the <laughs> trolls, you know? Like, oh, uh, yeah. a duck hunt dog pretending to be Banjo for a second in the trailer. Like, that's he, that's how he gets that off his chest. Yeah. Right. That's a cathartic moment. It's three in the morning, and he's on YouTube, like, <laughs> watching that video again, you know? <laughs> watching the live comments. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sakurai is just an exceptionally eloquent shit poster. Like that's mm. yeah. all right. It's an art. Yeah. Are we ready for emails? Sure. Uh, I really like this email a lot. The first one is from Ricky. Nineties versus now podcast game. I've been having an internal debate. I grew up in the 90s, and I was always held it was the era of the greatest video games of all time. Totally unbiased. However, I also believe the games industry and talent therein has grown immensely in the last few years, having some of the best games ever made. So the clash begins. Mm. I'm going to put five games from a year in the 90s up against five games from a recent year, and you have to choose between the 90s or now. For added drama, whichever selection of games you choose will be the only games you can play from either category. The batches, I like it. Uh, they're not erased from history or disrupt the time continuum. I love these the specificity here. I already let's got start, one year locked. Sorry. Let's start with an easy one the year I was born. So 1994 or 2014. You can only choose 2014's one. 2014 is one of the worst. 2014 was 
Yeah, imbalance. Spoilers. The the options for 1994 are I Final think. Fantasy VI, yep. Super Metroid, yep. Donkey Kong Country, yep. Doom 2, yep. Warcraft. Yeah. 2014, yeah. we have Dragon. Think about that. Yeah, no. Just 94. Think about that. We got it. We play ball with okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. Play ball with <laughs> okay, me. Okay, okay. 2014, Dragon Age Inquisition, <laughs> no. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, Alien Isolation. It's not even Alien Isolation, yeah. But. Bayonetta 2. All right. It's not, it's not even close. Right. 2014 is... Uh, toast. Yeah. 1995 versus 2015. Doom 2, full stop. <laughs> 1995. I'm nervous for 2021, actually, a little bit. 2014. Sorry. Uh, 1995 versus 2015. 1995, Chrono Trigger, Yoshi's Island, Twisted Metal, Rayman, Command & Conquer. 2015, The Witcher 3, Bloodborne, Undertale, Ori and the Blind Forest, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. One more time, 95. Chrono Trigger, Yoshi's Island, Twisted Metal, Rayman, Command & Conquer. The Witcher 3... 2015. Yeah, I'll give it 2015 on that. Man, yeah. there are some like, obviously incredible games you have, in I mean, you have Chrono Trigger, and you have yeah. Bloodborne and Witcher 3, yeah. and then... The original uh, Twisted Metal is fun. It's fun. It yeah. doesn't, you know, two's better, black's really great. Like, the original Twisted Metal is just like, a, it's a fun romp, mm-hmm. but it's it's not like... We're not like... We're not ta- we don't talk about Twisted Metal that much, let's be honest. 2015, I guess. <gasps> Witcher okay. 3 Bloodborne, mm. baby. Yeah. And, like, well, and, and, and again, it's the 90s was... That was it for me, y'all. I was in high school, man. When all of that, like, oh, uh, I had it's a big the deal. joystick with for Doom. Yeah, joystick. Joystick. I don't think I've ever played Doom with a uh, yeah. joystick. Uh, da, 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 da. 1996 versus 2016. 1996, Super Mario 64, Diablo, Quake, Resident Evil, Pokemon Red and Blue. 2016, oh, Overwatch, shit. Doom 2016, Dark Souls 3, Inside Uncharted 4. <sighs> oh, I am. Year. This one is easy for Go me. Again? I'm I'm doing 1996, yeah, Super man. Mario 64, Diablo, oh, yeah. Quake, Resident Evil, Pokemon Red and Blue, Gotta 2016, <laughs> Overwatch, go. Doom 2016, Dark Souls 3, Inside Uncharted yeah, 4. Yeah, I'm yeah, going 1996. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. 90s win. 1997 versus 2017, Final Fantasy, and this is 1997, of course, Final Fantasy 7, GoldenEye 007, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Turok Fallout. 97. <laughs> I mean, I was like, get, 2017 get, though. Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona 5, Mario Odyssey, What Remains of Edith Finch? No. Yeah, it's still 97. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Sorry, man. Dude, Breath of the Wild, though, yeah. and Odyssey? No. Yeah. Against no. Final Fantasy 7, Final 007, GoldenEye, Symphony of the Night. I mean, GoldenEye chugs, and Final Fantasy 7 remake's going to be better, so. <laughs> Hold on. I just want to. Hold I was, on. I was, I was, I was just kidding. <laughs> I was just throwing guess. I want to uh, see your reaction. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see your reaction. Breath of the Wild is tough. It is well, tough. It's not tough. to mention Persona Five. Mario yeah, yeah. Persona Five. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. That's tough. Nineteen eighty-seven. But that. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with twenty seventeen. Okay, cool. Cool. Personally, cool, cool. But- 1998 versus 2018. I mean, it's framing. I swear. You know what? You know what? It's framing. Hubert, Hubert, congratulations, man. Because ninety-nine point nine 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 point. Nine nine times I see this man in public, all I want to do is hug him and kiss him. It's the only time I want to punch you in the face yeah. when you talk about how framing Frame. Golden Eye is. It's the only time. Yo, it's the only time. It's the four first, players. The first thing he's ever said since <laughs> I met him that I'm like, I want to punch you in the face. We got to play four players <laughs> local on an N64. Check the tape. I'm it, not, it is sure. Sure. He's say, not wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong. <laughs> just this fact that like it just suddenly like devalues it, or that it's it doesn't well, devalue off into the trash it's bin no, with you, Golden Eye. No. When only when we're talking about the Hall of Greats. That's the only time that the the framiness and like 
kill your babies, I guess. I feel like everybody has been cut a very specific way during Hall of Greats. Like, we have scars. Mm. Oh, I mean, oh, all yeah. of individual oh, yeah. Hall of yeah. Greats scars that we will never forget. I've seen a lethal you might have three. more than most. They'll be like, oh, yeah, look at this. Look at this. Yeah. World of Warcraft. <laughs> Nobody voted. <laughs> yeah. All right, 1998 versus 2018. 1998, Ocarina of Time, Half-Life, StarCraft, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil 2. Yep, 98. 2018, yeah, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, Spider-Man, Astrobot, Celeste. Yeah, there's it's no... It's 98. Come on. It was a good time. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, sorry. 98... Still the best is year. Absurd. 1999 versus 2019. 1999, System Shock 2, The Sims, EverQuest, Tony X Pro Skater, Final Fantasy VIII. 2019, Sekiro, Death Stranding, Outer Wilds, Devil May Cry 5, Disco Elysium. Yep. I think I'm going to go 2019 there. Sam. Sure, sure. Hell of a year. One of my favorites. Consistent year. It was just a crowd pleasing year, yep. man. Yep. There's just a lot of really good yep. stuff. A lot it, was, of good it was weird genres. compared to some of the years prior because there wasn't like. Like especially with there wasn't when, a God when, when of we War. got our, when we got this crew together at, at GT at Defy Media, like it just and that that first goatee convo we got together was, uh, um, I mean, I, I keep thinking I, whenever I think of goatee, I think of GTA Five. But it wasn't GTA Five. Uh, that that Bloodborne Witcher man. Yeah. That battle was so funny, and so we always thought, um, funny is one way to put it. But when we when we think about like the duel, like, it's gonna be up between these two, and nineteen kind of just crushed that. It was neat. Where we really yeah. went in, like, whoa! I don't know where. And eighteen got Bossman's in a death stranding. It was a lot happening right now. Like it was fun. God of War, I remember, was like eight seconds. And our game of the year, yeah. And God of War, cool. And Breath of the Wild, but again, it's like Breath of the Wild's Breath Persona Five. You know, like it was. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, got it's it. tough. Yeah, got it. Yeah, got I, it. you can I argue still those don't games think... until the cows come home. Like I don't think anything was fiercer than. No one's wrong. Oh Witcher no, 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 Bloodborne. Bonus round, take a chance of 2020 versus 2000. So 2000 was Majora's Mask, Diablo 2, Counter-Strike, Deus Ex, Final Fantasy 9. 2020 is Cyberpunk 2077, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2, Doom Eternal, and Half-Life Alex. I really got to go... 2000, one more time. Majora's Mask, Diablo 2, Counter-Strike, Deus Ex, Final Fantasy 9. I mean, a lot of those are, like, some of my favorite games Shit. ever. Yeah, yeah, that's a Ben Moore year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah, yeah. but I still feel like 2020 has the potential to give some of the best games of all time within their respective genres. I feel like Doom Eternal can be, straight up, the best first-person shooter ever made. I think Cyberpunk can be the best immersive sim of all time. I think Last of Us Part Two could be easily the best narrative-driven game ever. 2020 is pure hype, dude. 2020. It's been ready. a really long gen, and there's some devs that yes. have just been cooking stuff. 2020 this whole is ready. Time. Yeah, it's an interesting question because it's like 2000 was a great year. It already was hype. Now we're guessing potential, on hype. Yeah, potential, potential hype. Potential hype. I I believe in 2020. I believe in Harvey Dent. I believe <laughs> in 2020 as well. <laughs> But it's also tough because, like, a, those games were childhood games in a lot of ways. And I, I just had, like, a limit, no responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just play Counter-Strike yeah. yes. kind of a time. So uh, yes. it's, you're also comparing it against that. Next question comes in from Alexander. Hello, allies. I finished my job shift and was walking home with the in credits song of Miller Solid in the Winter Night with the stars out. Uh... In credits, Song of Metal Gear Solid, In the Winter Night, With the Stars Out, sorry. Uh, then I had a thought. I was able to clearly remember the game just by thinking of its colors, and it made me smile. Mm. Uh, looking back, certain color filters like Division 1 and Metal Gear Solid have a cool, cold, arctic blue feel, while Zelda has a pine tree green glow to mm. most of the game's theme. My question is, is there a game you can remember just by the color of it? 
Thank you, West. everyone. Well, what color? Like yellow. A See, lot of yellow and green. You know what yellow makes me think of? Hmm. Persona 4. Nah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Red makes me think of Persona 5. Right. Definitely. Uh, I also get a, a, a red, a rosiness from Final Fantasy IX. Mm. There's like a glow to that. Oh, uh, uh, Fables, orange. Orange, yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Fables, uh, Halo's green, orange. obviously, yeah. the Halo franchise. Yeah. Uh, but I get blue. Obviously, her hair, but uh, I get blue. Her hair is red, but I get blue vibes from uh, Perfect Dark. Oh, nice. Yeah. Kind of a like a, like a dark, campaign. deep yeah. blue. Jones, what yeah. do you think of the car park? The what? What do you think of the car park map in Perfect Dark? Oh yeah, dude, where you're with the mission, where you're where all the or invisible just, guys come jumping out. And I, I, or, well, that's the campaign, just in multiplayer, the, the map. Oh sure, sure. Just with like the each, th- you know, the stairwells. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. Holds I, sp- up. I spent more time in multiplayer in Goldeneye because it's a vastly better game, which is why I was confused when you brought that up. I don't remember it as distinctly. <laughs> Holds up. Man. I love Jones Salt. It's <laughs> like maybe the best salt is yeah. Jones Salt. If you ever meet Jones in person, ask him about Last of Us versus GTA Five. <laughs> You're in for a good time. Uh, when I think of orange, I think of the orange box. Oh, that's a good one. Left 4 Dead is very green mm-hmm. to me. Mm. Just that hand and the, the color. Well, once you, yeah, it, it, your face, your screen turns green for a good ten seconds if you are playing poorly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. boomer. Yeah, the green's all you see for a little bit. Back for Blood. Turtle Rock's next one. Back for blood. Okay. Oh yeah. right. Yeah. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We, I want to win for that team. Yeah. I want. I'm that, ready. I, want to, I want that team to knock that out of the park. Yep. Uh, Dead Space. I think of the uh, the like kind of. It's like amber. Well, no. The 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 health. Yeah. The spine. The health in Dead Space. Yeah. And the it's the you know your hand on the ground. Right. The line. Well, and just like uh, your your cool marker blue. for your cutter as well. Yeah. You're aiming. Yeah. Um. I'll say good things about it, even though it uh, bored me to tears. But uh, <laughs> isolation, just the, the the orange from the HUD, and, and like there's green, a, like a cool there's a blue green, as well, the green yeah. to all of the. Um, I think the computers were like my favorite thing about that game. Just that aesthetic was so clean and crisp and just perfect. Photo real? How they do? How what? How did that game do photo real better than anybody's done yeah. this gen in some in some places? Crazy. Um, Banana, black and red. Mm. Same with Dante. Nice. Down the cry. Yeah, definitely red. Obviously, yeah. From, yeah, it's, it's all over all the the iconography, his coat and whatnot. Cute. That's fun. Yeah, that's a t- that's a tough one to let go. I want to like just meditate. Yeah. on that for an oh. hour. <laughs> like I, that's a fun one to really think about. But Brad and I used to all the time throughout the years. We still do. I'll, I'm, I'll tell him tonight that I brought this up. Just like Unreal Engine three, Gears of War, just like. Poopy browns and grays. Like every game was just brown and gray and gross. Nothing so, beats that Unreal Engine three pop in, man. Yeah. So anytime I anytime a game is gross and just brown and gray, I think a Gears of War one. Uh, speaking of brown, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption one might be the brownest game I've ever yeah. played in my entire life. Mm-hmm. That game was brown, which is that Deep was rich. That was one of the things I actually don't think I noticed until after I had reviewed Red Dead two that I was thinking I was playing online and I was like, oh, there's no water in the first game at all. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. Yep. there's a river. Yeah, <laughs> like you cross Mexico on. Like that's it. That is like the only like there's like a swampish kind of a thing. That's weird. I guess I guess you're right. Yeah, and then you like I, get I to really Blackwater at the that. end, and then you see that stuff, and like there's lakes and waterfall. There's just like so much differences, and you know, considering it's just like right there, you know, compared to the first game, um, they did you know such a good job adding snow and all that stuff. Although there's snow in Red Dead. Our last email comes in from Brandon. He says uh, the frustration of working with old tech. 
Uh, I know here in the midst of February, 2020 didn't get off to the start the past couple of years have, and while if original release dates held, we would be feeling the craze of Ori and the Will of the Wisps in The Last of Us Part Two. to help pass the time to get to March, I decided to dig out my PS2 and replay an old game that is near and dear to my heart, Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Ah, cool. And while the game is fun and I'm enjoying going through it once more, I can't help but be sad at the state of my PS2. It is the original launch model, a.k.a. the box. That's Ooh. what I've got. Not the slim, and it's showing its age. The trade's... Front plate falls off if I'm not careful. The drive will randomly shut off if it's open for a random amount of time. I don't have the back plate that would cover where the online adapter would go. The port for the AV cable is finicky, causing a blurred picture and distorted noise if not plugged in just right. Sometimes the system won't recognize the memory card, causing multiple unplugs and replugs. I have loved my PS2 for the last two decades, but I rarely revisit it anymore because of how temperamental it is. So I wanted to ask you all, do you ever go back and play older games you love on their native hardware? And if so, do you encounter similar issues? Do you believe it would be prudent for there to be a way we could play older games that haven't been remastered or ported in a reliable way on updated hardware. Is there anything you feel could be done more with game preservation yes. to future-proof Just games this up. forward no, and prevent no such question. issues? Game curation, dude. So important. I always think of Martin Scorsese. He does so much for film preservation, and film has like a hundred years on games, so I feel like maybe a couple decades from now it'll start to be a thing, but I don't really think... At least, f- to my knowledge, Good like, news, man. <laughs> at least got, got an update for it. Yeah, like we need a champion to curate games the way Scorsese handles yeah. film. Like it is a big thing. I can't, you know, now that especially we're going digital. Yeah. Like 10, 20 years from now, thirty years from now, I don't even know what it's going to look like. One of my dumb, they shouldn't do this because it obviously wouldn't sell a lot, but like when the NES Classic and SNES, now we got Genesis and mm-hmm. PlayStation, all that stuff, like when that was a thing, I remember one day I was like, oh, why don't, I would totally buy a console if Sony released it that just played PlayStation 1, 2, 3. You just popped in a disc and it just played those games. Like, yeah. I would. I'd, Hubert System. I'd buy that, you know. All five. Yeah, if PlayStation 5 does all that, obviously that's a huge win, but uh, um it's weird, yeah, that you see so many retro efforts. You see so many people. There's some like Game Boy thing that is coming out now. It's coming out like this year that just is the most like gorgeous screen. It like will make Game Boy games look better than they did on the it's original like Game Boy, or something. and it plays everything like Game Boy, wow. you know, Game Boy Color, uh, Advance, and all sorts of crazy stuff. I think yeah. like Links or so. It plays like a ton of different systems. I guess emulators um, are game curation in a way, but it's just not. <laughs> it's messy, you know. It's yeah. just not. Yeah, yeah I. With PC games in particular, I feel like there was a period of time where I was trying to get into things and I would run into frustrations of things not working. But with like GOG and like Steam communities, yeah. like I feel like there have been several games recently where I've installed and I'm like, okay, well, how do I get this in 1080p? Like, how do I update this? And I've just been very easily able to find information either through Steam or just very quickly somewhere else and download. And it's just been like a snap. And so that's been really nice. Um, and I don't know if this helps Brandon. I don't know if you guys take the same approach. But uh, in the last year, I've had my Dreamcast break and my Wii U break. <sighs> and I just immediately got new ones. Like, huh. that, because it's so important. <laughs> yeah, You sure. know, it's, it's like, it's, it's almost like, if, and it's not, but it's almost like if my car went down where it's like, I'm not going the rest of this year without a Dreamcast. Like, yeah. I need it. Like, I, need, I, I feel uncomfortable if I don't have it. And so... To Brandon, I say, like, I, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, like, I had a PS2 controller that just, like, wasn't recognizing anymore and just go on eBay and get another one. And I feel like you can usually find that stuff for a fairly reasonable price, not always, but 
I think there is still a huge benefit on playing native hardware. Sometimes you just got to buy it. Like, it, you, at least you have your memory cards, you know, at least you have that information. Right. So you can just plug that into a new system. Hopefully it's that easy for you. But I don't know. D- Hubert, do you put a lot of value in, like, busting out the PS2? Absolutely. Is that important to you? I rarely do. It's tough. Sure. It's a hassle. I almost never do. Yeah, it's a lot. It's I'll a lot. I only do it for work. I do it, like, the only situation now where I do it is when I want to play Dragon Quest Eight on PS2. Mm. Everything else has pretty much been remade or mm. remastered or whatever the heck. I know we're playing, uh, you know, we usually play all the old uh, Resident Evils just on PS3, the PS1 classics, instead of getting out the PS1 and, and going through all that just because it's easier and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a really good game that was released only on the original console. Still holds up. Um, but sadly, they never re-release it. Is uh, Goldeneye for the sixty-four? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's the only way to play the game, right? It Hell is, yeah, it is the only way to play the game. So intense. Love it. I, now I really want to play Goldeneye with Jones. Don't Let's you? Play. I do. We'll we play just start players. talking about it for a little bit, don't you? Just mm-hmm. license um, to kill, pistols only facility. We played Perfect of... Dark on Friday. Yeah, yeah Jones, yeah, that dude, was a great. You got to get in that car park with us, dude. <laughs> Up is that because I remember? Is, is there like like staircases go up and down that you can yes. like see people's feet so you can just it's, like, it, it is three separate stairwells yeah. that all have like three floors so you never know which one they're in and yeah. you can like yeah it's nuts. Going back to the color question, lots of yellow in that level, lots of yellow. Um, uh, I yeah, all my consoles went towards game trailers and easy allies. I was just kind of like ah, I brought it into work and then I just is that your my GameCube or your I don't remember. Um, and so. I gave up a lot of those things, but at the same time, there obviously was so much at work that I could take. We had this massive library at GT. Um, my two saddest things were my 3DO and my Jaguar both just oh. died. And we needed them for some feature. And I was like, I got it. I have the 3DO. I'll bring it in. And I didn't do anything to this system. I just I, I put it away in storage, and I didn't touch it and yeah. didn't get dust on it or anything. Plugged it in. It's broken. Like, no. Well, and I just, did the work. And just replacing a 3DO <laughs> is not that easy, right? So no, that, that, that flies on. in the face of the advice that for, I like, had. like two games. Like, no, right. Yeah. My PS2, the battery... AC power in the back is like so inconsistent. I'll plug it in and sometimes it won't read and, and I'll just have to keep unplugging it, plugging it, unplugging it, plugging it, unplugging it, and then eventually it'll get power. This is what was so throughout. beautiful about the virtual console on Wii. The idea of it was that you take all this obscure shit and you could just <laughs> download it, you could just play it on your way, things that were expensive or you never had access to before. And you know what? Nintendo just they just <laughs> dropped that. That's bullshit. Well, I get scared because they delist things, dude. So not even that to me is like a foolproof. Oh, just put everything online. And it's like, well, X-Men says hello and Simpsons and right. well, all these other delisted they, games. And then they, do, they did re-release yeah. them, and now you can't get now them anymore. again, yeah, yeah, so it's all... Yeah. Or like, you know, obviously the infamous case of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. Hell P.T. Game, Matt. P.T. I thought you said E.T., E.T. E.T. <laughs> the best advice I can give you is pick, like, your top five games of all time and buy hard copies of them. Straight up. Have copies of your, like, you, you know, I gotta have Resident Evil 2 hard copy. <laughs> just in case. Do you sleep with it? No. Do you think you should? <laughs> if the zombie apocalypse happened, yeah, I would hold it close. You, you'd hold it Give close. me strength. That's going to do it for Frametrap. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. If you want to send in an email to Frametrap, email askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Thank you for the wonderful conversations, Mr. Brandon Jones and Mr. Michael Huber. 
Uh, and thank you guys so much for watching. If you want to find out more about us, go to patreon.com slash easyallies, where you can find a whole bunch of things. You can buy, you can find uh, reviews, and we've been doing a lot of impressions recently. We've got more impressions coming up, some hot new game impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing one next week that I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. That I can't, I don't think I can tell you what it is. Ooh. It's better when you don't. The tease. Better. Tease. Yeah, it's better. The tease. I have one too that I can't tell you Ooh. what it's about. Look at that. Double tease. Double tease. Double dose. We better stop this frame trap before any more teasing happens. The audience can't take it until next time. 